It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Bears busy for breakfast, 29th of September. Gee whiz, for a Wednesday, we've gone all over the place and had some great conversations, Izzy, whether it be Fijian drawer or code-hopping superstars, Heartland rugby, squash, and plenty more. Have you enjoyed it? I've loved it, mate. I've loved it. We've had some great guests. Paul Cole, we we champion him. He is one of our favourites on the show. He is travelling the world. He's currently just went down to Ali Farag in the San Francisco Open, but he's heading to the US Open and he's going to go one better. So great to chat to him. Nehi Milnaskara, talking all things mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Week, but we should be talking about it every single day. And he spoke about the love and the openness and just being open with each other. And I really, really enjoyed that conversation. If you missed it, make sure you head to our podcast, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Nehi Milnaskara, you won't be disappointed. It was unbelievable. And then, well, just then we spoke to Jason Forrest of North Otago. He is a heartland coach. And, well, we love championing the provinces. They are a big part of what is the beast today, New Zealand rugby. And it's great to get them some exposure. We also spoke to Pacific Rugby, Fiji Drua GM, Simon Rao. Rawalui, uh, he is the coach, uh, GM for Fiji Drua, and he was unbelievable. And we spoke about Semi Rajradra. He is a code hopper, and we've had some great code hoppers coming through the text line. Brad Thorne, Craig Wing, Craig Innes, Jeff Wilson, not even code hoppers, could be any sport. Ash Barty, tennis to cricket, been some great names. We've had a great show, and without you guys, we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Head of allergy season with Telfast 180 milligrams, 30 tablets, now just $7.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Wednesday the 29th of September and it's just after 6am in the morning. Thanks for tuning in again, we love having you throughout the morning, you do make the show what it is today, so make sure you keep the texts coming in. Double eight, double three, or the Kenar's higher phone line, 0800-150-811. We'd love to hear from you. Well, yesterday I had a good show. Started up with a uh, bit, bit of city kickboxing chat. Mike Angove, 
and great conversations from him, honest conversations from him. We had a few texts come through throughout the morning. We'll get to those early in the show and just talk a little bit of city kickboxing. Uh, well, today we've got a great mix of guests coming on the show today to start us off. Just after seven is our good friend of the show, Paul Cole. Well, it might be a bit, uh, bit later in the show, actually. We try to pre-record that, but just a few little difficulties. So we'll get him out through the show anyway. Paul Cole, even though he went down to world one, number one, Ali Farag, in a 70-minute marathon match, we still think he's an absolute champion and keen to see what's needed to go one step further at the US Open. He's currently in the States, flying the flag with pride over there. So looking forward to chatting to our good friend of the show, Paul Cole. Uh, 7 40 we're going to chat to Nihi Milnuskara. Nihi Milnuskara, all will know Nihi because of that amazing sidestep or the goose step, that bamboozled many. He's a world-class athlete, but an also a world-class leader amongst the mental health area. And it is the Mental Health Awareness Week this week, so great to have Nihi on and share his insights. He is an ambassador for mental health. He speaks openly about it, and I'd love to just get a little bit of understanding and a bit of an insight a few tools, maybe, for a few of you out there from the great man Nehi. He knows what it takes to uh, get through the mental health struggles. So looking forward to chatting to Nehi, Nehi Milnoskato. Maybe he could just give us a little inkling to Aaron Smith, how he's going. Obviously making big waves on the airways with his TikTok version. Mate, that's old. That's old. We'll, we'll get onto that a bit later anyway. Well, with the two new sides from the Pacific being added to the Super Rugby competition and the logistics needed to be sorted in such a short time, we thought it would be great to chat to Fiji Drua, GM Simon Raiwalui, to see where they're at. So we're going to touch all things, uh, talk all things Super Rugby Pacific competition next year, Moana Pacifica. Their home base is Mount Smart Stadium. And all the logistics, all the signings, how the squad's shaping up. So looking forward to, to chatting to Fiji Drua, who will be coached by ex-Australian, ex-All Blacks coach, Mick Byrne, my good mate Mick Byrne, who's currently in Australia at the moment, but he'll be a great coach for, for Fiji Drua. And um, looking forward to chatting to Simon Rawalui, who is an ex-player for Fiji as well. Awesome, awesome. And then, well, last little thing on the show, we love seeing how the small provinces are going. Jason Forrest of North Otago joins us to talk about the revised competition that is the Meads Cup and Lahore Cup. Top two battles battle the Meads Cup, three and four battle for the Lahore Cup. North Otago, their one with one win from one and one loss so far, and face an undefeated mid Canterbury this weekend. So we've got a good show, good mix of guests covering all things sport, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, give us a text on double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 but before then, hope my team in Auckland's doing okay. Trudy, Louie, Joe, and Karen. Good morning, team. How are we? Hey, bro. Mint, thanks. Mint. <laughs> How are you doing? You well? Oh, I'm, do I'm doing good. Yeah, doing good. I'm, I'm all good. I've, I've got a bit of a cold and a bit of a cough, but, mate, I'm just um, trucking on. The, the family is, oh, crook. Another <laughs> wee episode of, of vomiting last night, which is, um, I'm sorry to bring it up early in the morning, but, yeah, the kids are, 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 are crook. So it'll be another... Stay at home with the kitties, but that's okay. We'll get them right, and then they can go see their friends again, which I'm pretty sure they're, they're pumped to go. So, yeah. How are you guys? You are good? 
Yeah, good, mate. It's uh, I've, I've had another sneezing fit this morning. Need to hook into some of those Chemist Warehouse uh, hay fever tablets. I'm battling waking half a part hour up, waking, working to work at quarter to four in the morning. Again, two days in a row. Sure, the people outside in my apartment block, when I get outside and just start sneezing, are just like, why is there someone outside sneezing in the middle of the night? They'll be so confused. Do you, do you come across any weirdos on your way from there to here? I, I do, How actually. How many? Uh, there's two. And uh, weirdos might be a bit harsh. They oh, are yeah. rough living people, but they um, maybe once a fortnight when our bins go out. So our bins of our apartment block sit on one side of the apartment block. So I come round from the front door and go around, and it's a blind corner, and the bins are there. And three times now, I've on I don't know the date or the time. I haven't quite worked out, but I walk around there and and they are just jump. shocked to see me. And I kind of jump and they jump, and I feel bad for them because as I've said to people, mm. it's not my right to really be up. That's their natural habitat, and well, they're they're just You're doing going to what, work. Though. Yeah, but they're doing what they've always been doing, and I'm in, a, in an unusual time and place, walking around the corner giving them a fright. I feel bad. And so we kind of look at each other, and it's and it's like this kind of I say morning, and they go, eh. <laughs> and you just kind of walk, keep walking. keep keep watching, and then just <laughs> yeah, scoot off around the corner. Anyway. It's a long way for you, eh, from Leithfield I'll, I'll, and South Canterbury to a Parnell apartment, North hey. Canterbury. North Canterbury. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, mate. I'll tell you a good story. This is a feel good story for 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 you this morning. Um, TJ Pitanada, what an absolute champion. He's got the heart of gold. Anyway, the, we're in Auckland for the All Blacks. And um, we were just walking past Sky City. There's a few homeless that live out Sky City. And um, one day we walk past and TJ starts talking to this guy. And then he makes the first connection and, and TJ um, you know, just shows him the time of day. I think T- I don't see this, but TJ, I think he gave him um, some, uh, some food. He went and bought him a feed and, and dropped it back to him and went off. Anyway, we kept walking past and then every time we'd do it, TJ would stop. Would stop. And then after a while, I went past, mate. This guy had um, full kitted out an All Blacks kit. He'd been full kitted out in all blacks kit. He had like all TJ Petanada stuff on, mate, <laughs> and um, and just just a real and just seeing what it meant to this guy. And he's still up in Auckland. The guy, the guy still lives at Sky City, but it's, you know, every time you walk past, he'll yell out, he'll cheer. Um, the, these guys are doing it tough. So that was that. That just showed like showcase. There's so many. I know many many stories out there like people doing it pretty tough in Auckland. Mm. Um, but there's a story about TJ, just the kind hardiers and just not man, and just showing time for anyone. No matter what circumstances they're going, and this guy, mate, he was absolutely blown away, and um, you know, someone that's been doing it pretty tough. So, uh, mate, honestly, TJ here's the heart of gold. I've never seen someone so generous and so kind, and and just really open with their time. You know, mm. he finds it time to go and, and catch up with him. So, there's a wee story for you to get Aww. the get the hearts going this morning, eh, Truth? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I wonder if he's sold it off yet. The gear. <laughs> no, probably, prob- probably means more <laughs> nah, to nah. him. You know, like it probably it's like a yeah. badge of pride, like having a some all blacks kit. And, and look, I, I I just think that um, I'm very trying to extremely n- non judgmental about. No, no, I'm oh, sorry. I just remembered a story too. So he also went back and gave the guy tickets to one of the games, and the guy went to the game, the all blacks game with uh, TJ's family as well. Which was pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone. I just remember that right. He gave him tickets and he went to the game with TJ's family and reckons he was blown away. So there you go. Life changing. I mean, that's awesome. that yeah. is, he'd be telling that story every day, wouldn't he? People probably wouldn't believe it, but you know, that's mm. that's great. No, so mm. I just smile at the, my rough living people outside the apartment, smile at them, say morning, and 
just kind of carry on with our day. And that's what I mean. Like, that's their habitat. You know, I don't, I'm not judging. I just carry on. But yeah, there's a bit of that that goes on. The, the key, you hit the nail on the head. No. The key is not judging, right? You can't judge people. You don't yeah. know what their no. battle is, eh? No, not at all. Anyway, so I've probably woken them up with my sneezing this morning as well, as well as. <laughs> Half of Auckland City, but that's all right. There's plenty going on. Went to the dentist yesterday, Izzy. It was actually very nice. Took Trudy's advice. Tried yep. to just kind of have a little nap, on, a little kip on the table. And I managed to kind of zone out a little bit. So that was good. Um, yeah, so nice. all, all good. All what time was good. your appointment? 2.30? It was right in the middle of the afternoon, yeah. yeah. 2.30. 2. 2. 2.30. 2.30. 2.30. Oh. Yeah, got it. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Trudy. 2.30. <laughs> Dad jokes. It is. I was like, well, Joe laughed. Oh, that was too. It's too early in the morning for that. <laughs> like, that went straight over my head. <laughs> I was like, too good. Oh, my God. Lies, Trudy. I love it. I love it. Hey, um, hey, obviously, there was a big thing you say, mate. With, um, we'd spoke at him, I spoke about him in my intro with Aaron Smith and saying that was old news, mate, but well, what about that little TikTok you created yesterday? It's created a bit of waves around the world, isn't it? It's like it? people, really? are, people are amazed that a halfback can pass accurately, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's like, but would you trust, would you trust, like, you, you obviously messaged me yesterday, and like, mate, would you put, would you trust Daisy? Would you, like, well, we're going to get you to do it, and would Daisy put the bottle on her head? <laughs> I'm like, mate, I couldn't even pass when I had two legs. Imagine one leg hopping along trying to pass it. So we're going to give it a go, eh? Well, no, I've already done this, haven't I? You have done a version of it before. <laughs> I would still love to see you um, stick a bottle on Daisy's head. I mean, there's no way. But maybe Arlo, but then that kind of, you run the risk of child abuse, so we can't, <laughs> like, we can't do that. But you did once upon a time, I just tweeted to Aaron Smith and said, mate, you've got us going down memory lane. Do you remember this? Barbecue. Nothing but cool. <laughs> This ball needs to cool off. Boof. <laughs> this ball God. needs to cool off. Like, listen to that was a so that was my first year in the ABs, and that was my first ever promo. And you can tell by the acting. Barbecue. This ball. This ball needs to cool off. <laughs> you know, like nothing but nothing but bin. Oh my goodness! But if you if you don't understand what we're going on about. Go over to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page and you'll see a little uh, little clip that me, CJ and Ma Anunu did back in the day that people still don't reckon is real. And I've got to say it, it's real. It's it, not it, real. It, it is real. It can't it be is real. real mate. I, I watched <laughs> what it. What do you mean? I just watched it not, back and back and back. It's not hard to kick a ball into a pool and <laughs> let it cool off. Well, that one, <laughs> but Corey Jane's like, faced the other way, done a backwards bomb and hit a wheelie bit. It's pretty impressive. And Rene Range is yeah. standing there facing the other way, and he's managed to catch a ball without looking at it over his head. Mate, the All Blacks, the magical. <laughs> magical. Magicians. Magicians with the editing. <laughs> Wizards. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, was, it was so funny. But imagine, like, obviously this day and age, TikTok is the biggest uh, social media brand. I think your news said yesterday without Facebook. A billion people. Um, yeah. Only, yeah, a billion people on TikTok a day or something like that. Unreal. Like, imagine that. That's a bit of a TikTok take. Let's start a page. Let's start an SNZ page. We've actually got a TikTok. Wendy, Wendy Petrie style. No, no. Oh, that's a cool dance, eh? Oh, right. Was it? Was it? Um, was that the dance from the unemployed guys? That 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 on the inspired unemployed. That was their take, eh? 
Yeah, the Inspired Unemployed Boys. I think they did it, and it's a, such a it gets you excited. It's a bit like that song Friday, when that guy jumps out, Mufasa jumps out of the car, and gets some vibes going. That that one from Wendy last night was was amazing. I what about it. us doing it to the Quizzy Dag jingle? Yeah, thing. Uh, <laughs> get some moves going down. Well, we actually do have uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast TikTok, don't we, Joe? With Karen, didn't you guys? Didn't you guys? The young people have the, started it. Yeah, we started it. We we haven't posted anything yet. We're just like, because oh. the, the, the thing is, like, when you post your first video, that's when you get, like, the most views automatically. So you want your first one to be a good one. So, so we're just sitting it. on it. Ah. But let's be honest. What, yeah. what did you, we tried to, we tried to exploit <laughs> Joseph Parker calling out Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he was just too nice. And, and he was too yeah, nice. he was just too nice. We were looking for a good Jake Paul, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to smash him sort of thing. No, we just didn't get it really. He was just, he's just a good guy, Joe P. So, so Joey P kind of um, derailed our master plans to go viral on TikTok when he just was t- too. He was just kind of like laughing at Jake Paul, not saying oh, I want to smash his head. And so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know too much about TikTok. So it's basically, what I'm getting to understand is you create a video, you create something that a lot of people want to try, and that's how it'll go viral. Is that kind of basic yeah, so, trust of it? So they've got like. I guess they have trends where you kind of somebody does a dance to a certain music, like call it a sound, like a track, yeah. or yeah. You, they mouth a track, or you know you kind of lip sync to a track, or you do a trick shot, or you do something, yeah, and it kind of goes viral. Catch, and, a, catch an NRL star on the street. Yeah. That sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that yeah. TikTok? That's and, TikTok. Oh. Yeah. Well, she got done oh. by TikTok. Your kids would be on TikTok, wouldn't they? Oh, Trish? madness! And so I've suggested we start a family TikTok page, and they look at me like I'm mental. Look, hard no, way. no. No way. That's a big no. They're what, on it all. Oh, the time. well, should we do our first one? I reckon. We'll do our first one, eh? I think what we should. We should? Do? Uh, <laughs> to the quizzy dag, quizzy dag intro. It, it, no, it should be you doing uh, the challenge. It should as you be doing the Aaron Smith challenge. Yeah, on one leg. Yeah. On one leg, okay. yeah. I'll do it today. All I'll right. do it today. Perfect. Done. So maybe, no, just use a, maybe use a scarecrow. Rather than Daisy. That, rather than Daisy. So. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'd love to use that, uh, Daisy, as a little prop. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times I wanted to throw that ball down? <laughs> 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 have the kids on little ride on horses in the back. <laughs> yeah. I get Arlo to stand there and go, hey, Arlo, just stand there. Daddy, trust Daddy. Bang. He was only, what, five, six metres away from um, from that guy in his TikTok nuggy, wasn't he? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be good as. I think go for it. Anyway, you know, I'm going to give it a go today. Stay tuned and watch our Bears and Izzy for breakfast and watch our TikTok. What's our TikTok page? At SCNZ Breakfast. Yeah, there we go. At SCNZ Breakfast. We're going to go viral. We're going to go viral. We just need we need Bears to send us one from the UAE and we get those Indian stats. We need those. We yeah, need nice. those Kolkata Night Riders who, by the way, won overnight. Beautiful. Beautiful. They are three from four, I heard in Trudy's news. Three from four Eight? and up to fourth on the table. So almost, mm. I think, in a playoff spot. Well, that probably is. Um, so mm. Baz, Flem said it. They're dangerous. They were going to come back dangerous, and they are. Anyway, Izzy, there's a bunch of texts stacked up here from uh, yesterday's conversation about the City kickboxing team. So I reckon we're going to get through those. But in the meantime... If you do have any TikTok trends that you want us to try, <laughs> double eight, double three, send them through. Izzy said he's happy to get involved. We want to go viral. And if you want to go have a look at um those trick shots from Rene Ranger, Pity Whipu, Ma Nonu, CJ, Izzy Dag from back in 2010. Um, They're she, real. 
they they are let's real. Let's just chuck those up on our page. Yeah, let's just let's <laughs> just claim easy. them. Because I actually yeah. uh, look. There's another question. Like, what? How do you know whose is what and copyright? And these these are all the the blurred lines of modern internet, eh? So. 19 minutes past six. We're going to go do some uh, copyright law in the break. Come back and work it out. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 24 and a half minutes past six o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a Wednesday morning and there's plenty to talk about. So 0800 150 the Kennard's High phone line. You heard Mike Ang over on the show yesterday. Give us a call. Are you a big MMA fan? Are you an Israel Adesanya fan? Were you upset with the way he went about getting his expressions across? Right now would be the time to call and let us know. Look, I'm, I'm pretty down the middle on this. I, Izzy, I know it's something you're passionate about, but I'd love to hear from you out there on what, what you guys think. I'm a huge <clears throat> MMA fan, and I've, I've, I've actually spent a bit of time with, um, with Israel Adesanya as well and just seen him behind closed doors and... With uh, no cameras, mate. He he's a bit. Of, he's he's a real nice guy. Honestly, he's such a nice guy. I think what you see on a social media um, within the fight game, it's just part of the fight game. You know that persona that they uh, let off. You know, it's just the arrogance, the kind of um, the way they uh, portray themselves is kind of just part of of the MMA game, the boxing game. You see it within all fighting sports, but being able to see him behind closed doors and and um, meeting him a couple of times, mate, he's an awesome guy. I, I loved him. Good man. He was really nice, caring. He had a good heart. He was really open. He listened. He's very bright. He's a very bright bloke. You know, he knows what he's on about. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, a one of those situations. We had some great texts coming through. And, and um, I actually want to read this quote from uh, Dan Hooker. It says, Israel Arasanya has done more for New Zealand than any of one any one of those people having a go at him. Israel has made the world sit and watch New Zealand combat sports. Now they're saying he doesn't like New Zealand. <coughs> that was from Dan Hooker. So if you can uh, read that, read between the lines, um, get a bit more of an understanding there. Uh, I, I don't think Israel is, is uh, against New Zealand and, and you know is, is kind of uh, disrespecting the flag or anything like that. I think he's just a bit fed up with, with how how we are tracking as a country and, and there is things behind it. Look, I'm not going to get into it and I don't know huge amounts about it, um, but I just think there's a lot more to it. And for him, him going over to see, overseas as pundits around New Zealand, we probably see it as a finger, middle finger back to New Zealand. You know, this is, we don't, you know, we don't want to be here. But I think if you look between the lines and, and uh, listening to Mike Angove yesterday, Talk about that just the business here with the City Cox is just untenable and they just can't run a business here. The fight game, all their fights are in the United States and it's just that's just the basic crop of it, crust of it, you know, like they have to head overseas, they have to be over there. They travel more than any other outfit to go fight and yet they go over there and deliver the goods. So you look at it that side, like it's just a probably a smart business sense and, and like ourselves and a lot of other people are just throwing it out of context. Um, but there is a little bit of unnerviness in there as well. Like they are pretty, um, pretty disheartened with how they've been treated. I feel so. But we've got some good texts coming in actually from yesterday. The adverse response to Israel's comments is mostly due to his language and manner in which he tries to deliver his valid message about the inequity of MIQ upon returning to New Zealand. When a government department is making decisions, it's not a good idea to trash the country officials. The impression coming across is that his appreciation of New Zealand is nothing but a convenience and changing country is an easy option. I repeat, Israel has many valid points, but poorly delivered. That is from Dale and Matamata. Um, yeah, 
I love that. I love that what he's just said there. I, I, I think he has delivered the messages poorly, but we know from Mike Angove and just getting a bit of understanding of what you see on his Facebook, he does um, say some things that probably get him in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I remember, I think he said something a year ago and he lost his BMW, but his sponsorship that I, I heard was worth millions. Um, so he probably does say things that he doesn't mean to or just comes across um, differently uh, and people take it the wrong way. Uh, and another text here, the difference between Izzy and Dan is Izzy took the piss out of the country. That was from Liam. And then another message from an unknown text message. Israel, Israel called us racist, didn't he? I feel offended by him and I'm a fan. That's the difference. <coughs> so, look, um, uh, it's just yeah, it's a tough scenario at the moment that we face. And we spoke about it yesterday, Louis, with um, Mike Engove. He sc- uh, screenshotted a few messages. He said it wasn't a bit of racism. He just said there were some comments there that were being said about Israel well, and not said about Dan and... They're both saying the same thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, he said, oh, look, I'll, I won't, he said, I don't want to make your mind up for you, but look, this is the reality mm. of it. They're both saying the th- same thing, and the main difference is Israel Adesanya's profanities, and that's what the mm. text is saying, the way he delivers his message, and yeah. then also the colour of his skin. And, um, mm. look, the inherent racism, but we can't hide from it. It is. We, we are, you know, society is naturally racist, so I'm, I feel very comfortably mm. say, comfortable saying that. So I understand we, how you can draw that conclusion. I think this situation in particular, Izzy, it's very um, high stress. There's just everyone's very highly emotive at the moment. You know, the MIQ mm. system's broken; it's completely bleeped. Um, we saw that yep. yesterday. We're really anxious about what summer is going to look like. We're anxious about whether we have to have to wear face masks at the beach, whether we're going to be able to go to Rhythm and Vines, whether we're going to have sporting events here. The next mm. six months, I actually think this is probably the most anxiety-inducing time of the pandemic for me because it's so unknown. We've kind of broken the back of it, but now it's like, how do we reintegrate ourselves? So I think everybody is probably just feeling on edge a little bit. And then you put the city kickboxing, you, these guys and Izzy, who is outspoken as you just said and, and the way he delivers things can be kind of redlining you know it's kind of you know go 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 and I just think it probably was a bad concoction of emotions for everybody that was consuming the message that he was trying to give out and then Izzy himself trying to say something which is totally valid and and I just yep. uh, and I think that's probably my read on it it's just it was just a bit messy but the point is if they go to the states they're as much New Zealander as I am and actually they're as much New Zealander as Scott Dixon as Stephen Adams as Paul Cole, these guys they have to mm. work out of the states. They don't lose their New Zealand identity, so I'll still cheer for them, and I think we all should, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, totally, totally agree with what you said. And um, they will be flying the flag, and it makes the right sense when they go there. They fight there. The brand and the UFC brand is huge there for them. Marketing ability will be just totally better for them, and a mark and a marketing sense. Um, so I can totally see where they're coming from. It'll just be tough knowing that these fellas aren't running around New Zealand, not seeing their faces, not seeing them walk around, not having that connection with the younger generation. That is the other side that, that we're going to lose. But, hey, it's a business at the end of the day, and they've got to make do what's right for them and their family. Bang on. It is 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Time for some news with Trudy. If you've got any thoughts on that, double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 150 811. Right now it's the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ app this weekend, you get some endurance motorsport. Have a listen to that. You can also tune in to everything going on this weekend on the SCNZ app and on our frequencies around the country. Some good chat, a great quarter about the city kickboxing predicament, and a great tweet 
awesome interview with SCNZ Breakfast and Mike Ango from City Kickboxing. Definitely worth a listen, particularly if you're one of those people, sheeple actually, who assumes everything you see here on social media is the full story and form your opinion of it, Smithy. Smithy, thank you for that, mate. Uh, if you want to go listen to what Mike Ango said yesterday, you can head along to our podcast channels, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We don't care. Go over listen. Or the SCNZ app is probably the easiest way. Go subscribe to our podcast channels as well so you don't miss anything at all. Right now is it's time for a little loveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing is loveracing.nz. I've got a winner today. I have got have? I've got a winner today at Rotorua. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Do you want it now or do you want it later? <clears throat> ah, tease it. Tease it. Tease it. Tease it, tease it, tease it. Okay, well, here's here's one to follow, and it might be in this race, and it might actually be the source, but I won't tell you yet. We'll, we'll make you wait. Remember last week or two weeks ago when Maddie Cameron came on the show and he said that Eagle Tarzan was his best of the day at Cambridge? Yeah. And it yeah. just, it look, it over-raced a little bit. It, it kind of fell out of the gate. He had to scrub it up. It didn't like that. It just looked a bit uncomfortable. It was only a 900-meter race. It was all over at the bend. Well, today, because it lost, you're getting longer odds. in the third race at Alwada Park, Rotorua, a maiden three-year-old. It is over 1,230 metres, so a better suited distance. Barrier one, you're getting that each way money, and I think it's a serious chance knowing that it's a great stable. Baker Forsman, Maddie said that it's got a, they've got a good opinion of it. He loves the way it feels. It just didn't quite pan out last time. I think it would definitely be following. You'd be following your money here. And I think the play probably actually could be a Quinella with Barbarina, another horse that started and had a run at the Cambridge Synthetic. This is a filly for Stephen Marsh, Danielle Johnson doing the riding, and just got done for second. So two horses I would love to back in this race. Barbarina's $1.80. Eagle Tarzan's $5.50. I think there's far too much discrepancy in that race. So you could probably take the Quinella, but I'll probably just have an each way. The $1.80 a place for Eagle Tarzan is a better $1.80 than the win for Barbarina, in my opinion. It's a, it's a nice little race, though, and it's a good little card down at Rotorua. You'll probably find horses here that'll kick on and do some great things throughout the spring and summer. So we'd encourage everybody, like Izzy's dad, to sit down in front of the tally today. Just have a little two-over-one bet and uh, enjoy the card. Is that what the old boy will be doing? Yeah, he'll be doing that, mate. He'll be doing that. He'll be going in the dungeon and turning on the track side and flicking between the two channels. And I'll probably go join him now, now that Eagle Tarzan's racing and... Sammy Spratt's racing in that uh, that meeting as well, so I'll give her a message and get her best horse of the day, and maybe we'll throw out two tips towards the end of the day, Louie. Oh, so wow. To Eagle Tarzan's a maybe, I'm looking forward to hearing your absolute assured message, uh, um, tip later on in the show, mate. I'm looking forward to that. What about this Epson this weekend as well? I'll keep bringing it up, but it's a big race. Yeah, And I always go back to it. A tissue is paying 15 bucks now. $15, gone from $8 to $15 in the TAB. It has obviously drawn a uh, wide barrier, but all the favourites have drawn wide barriers, haven't they, Louis? Is that, is that true? Is that... Uh, yep. Wow. So you'd be absolutely... $15. You'd be hating your... Well, you would be hating your life if uh, you took it in the... Um, <laughs> if you took the, the eights. Well, I can't even yeah. see it on here. Where is it? Epsom. It looks like it's Epsom. out... Epsom, yep. looks. So Moonga's at seven dollars. So yep. Moonga's an absolute great horse. Yeah, it's a, it's a no, 
No, Drew. Hungry Heart, 750. And then a tissue. The tissue has gone out. Oh, here you go. F- 15 bucks. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 bucks. Wow. So you got a piece of the 15s. Um, that's going to yep. mean good place money. You're right. The the uh, draws, the horses have drawn out. Let me, oh, gee whiz, that's tiny for someone. Eyes my bad. How am I going to ever see that? Oh, that's disgraceful. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Morong has drawn barrier 13. Uh, we've got Lion's Raw, uh, Hungry Hearts drawn barrier 10, Ice Bath 14, Riadini, who's got to be a red hot shot, the New Zealand bred Riadini, 15, uh, Eps, uh, a tissue 11, Harmony Rose 16. So a lot of the a lot of the nice chances are out. Star of the Seas gets barrier 1 with the weight of 54. That is going to be competitive, but honestly... Yep, a tissue carrying 50 and a half kilograms yeah. with Kathy O'Hara. I think the 50 and the half, if you get a bit of rain, if there's a little bit of rain and a lot of rain, she's got to be a red hot chance in this field. I can't mm. wait. Yeah, mate, 50 and a half kilos. That's what they were talking about. I was talking to my mate. He reckons, yeah, she's not carrying much. Obviously, the draw doesn't help. I think Kieran McAvoy's on another horse, so that's why they've had to go with Kathy O'Hara. Um, but mate, how how far is the race? Uh, it's at the Epsom Mile, so it's the most it's the famous Randwick Mile, and it's uh, yep. it's one of the kind of the standout races of the spring last year. Probably will won it, and it's it's got a lot of reputation. So Kieran McAvoy's on Hungry Heart, but he so he's carrying fifty two. Um, well, he might have been able to make the fifty one and a half, but look, Kathy uh, O'Hara, oh, 50 and a half, yeah, and I don't know if he would have made that weight, but Kathy O'Hara mm. is she's a good. Good young rider who does good things. Um, Chris Waller, is he, on the show tomorrow morning? How <laughs> good. Yes. Yeah, we'll get a real in- insider to see how Tissue is going from Chris Waller. He's uh, the trainer over there in Sydney. So, yeah, 15 bucks. If that doesn't get your mouth watering, wow, nothing will because I'm looking forward to that. I've got a wee dabble on that, on the Tissue. So, looking forward to that race, Louis. Absolutely. We might have to get Kurt to call the talkback line before if it wins. He might have to call the Kennard's <laughs> phone line and, and sing us a song, sing us the tissue song. Uh, it is 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Chris Waller coming up tomorrow on the show, the master trainer. We'll find out where Very Elegant's going as well. Can't wait for that. But I also can't wait for the quizzy dag quiz of the Ooh. day. Honestly... If you like, I know I say this every day, but if you want to win a quiz, it would be today. 0800-150-811, 19 minutes away from 7. Give us a call if you want the $50 TAB bonus bet. It is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 14 minutes away from 7 o'clock, or quizzy dag time, and uh, I can't... <laughs> it's... Get up. Get up wherever you are. Start dancing, because it's time. It Come is on. time. For the ages to prove yourself, the quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> just imagine, hey, just imagine that I was just working into my bloody camera here, so you can't see it, but the studio could have seen it, it was great. Gyrating. I hope you're having a great day so far. 
Quiz time, quiz time. You know the rules. Five questions. Get it right, you win the $50 courtesy of the team at TAB. And wow, that could go good on a tissue this weekend. I'm talking it up. It's going to win. Anyway, I'm tired, man. I'm so unfit. That was about half a second of tweaking, uh, twerking. I'm, <laughs> anyway, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Morning, guys. How you going? Good, Timmy. You're up, mate. You're up. Bring it home, all right? Here we go. Which team signed on to have Mount Smart Stadium as their home ground till 2028? Uh, Five, four, three, two. Moana Pacific? One. Yeah. Moana. I'll give you that one. Yeah, mate. You got it. <clears throat> nice, mate. Question number two. If Brisbane gets put into lockdown, where will the NRL grand final be held? Five. Yeah. Four. Nice, nice. Yep, yep. Question number three. In the latest World Squash rankings, what number is Paul Cole? Five. One. Three. No. Sorry. Sorry, Timmy. Gig. Good morning, Gig. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. In the latest World Squash rankings, what number is Paul Cole? Uh, I wouldn't have a clue. I just Three. have a seven, I can say, number two. two. No, sorry, Gig. Craig, good morning. Morning, gents. Morning, oh, Craig. Just In the latest num- World Squash num- rankings. What'd no, you say? Number four. number four. Sorry, Craig. Oh, dear me. Alan, good morning, Alan. Ah, <laughs> Al. Good morning, Alan. Uh, must be number three yeah. then. Number three then. You got it, mate. They were right around it. Right around it. Here we go. Question number four. Which former Arsenal player is the manager of the club? Arsene Wenger. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, mate. Sorry, bud. <laughs> sorry, Al. Richie, good morning, Richie. Oh, Richie again. Morning, is he? <laughs> How'd you get in again? Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Which former Arsenal player is the manager of the club? Oh, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> nah, bro, sorry. Sorry, David. Morning, guys. How are you? D-man. I'm good, David. Um, Mate, question number four. You got it? It is uh, Mikel Arteta. Yes, Mikel Arteta. Nice, here we go. Okay, to bring it home, who holds the single season record for MLB home runs? Oh, three. Barry Bond? Two. Yes, boy! Yes, boy! <laughs> yes, David! <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. What are you going to put it on? What are you going to put it on, bud? Oh, I'm a bit of a sport punter, so I imagine it'll be something around some sport. Yeah, nice, nice. Great weekend of sport. Did you have a wee successful one over the weekend? A lot of sport, huh? I got a couple in, but um, no, I I hadn't pieced together a multi. Okay. Okay. Nice, David. Well, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Spend it wisely, and we'll talk to you next week. Maybe tomorrow. You might win it tomorrow again. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. 
See you, Dave. Congratulations. Izzy, that's all you have to do. Just give us a call and we give, give, give. There's some good answers there, actually. <laughs> some great answers there. Barry Bonds in the clutch. 73 was the number of home runs. And I don't know. Did he do it with a corked bat or was he on drugs? I can't remember. It was one of, <laughs> one of the two. It might not have been. He won't sue us, will he? He doesn't listen. It's eight minutes away from 7 o'clock on Bears. Izzy for breakfast. Trudy's World. After this, before the news with Trudy. Good on you, Clayto. I reckon you should get down to Dunedin, mate. I reckon you'd absolutely love love it down there. It's SCNZ. We're coming up to the 7 o'clock news, but before we get there... It's Trudy's World. 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 It is our little segment. We're trying to put a smile on your dial for a Wednesday morning. Well, summer's coming, you know, at tail end of the first month of spring. I mean, October arrives with a bang on Friday. We've got a shed load of sunshine forecast too, apparently. Friday, Saturday, a big H over us, like a helicopter's going to land, a big H. So lots of sunshine coming. Legs out, yeah. tops off. On that note, get Izzy, off. get off. <laughs> on that note, Izzy, I just saw you dancing to your little quizzy song there and noticed you were twerking. It was excellent twerking, but you were a little bit out of breath. So just to check in, Dale, how are the scales going for the shredding? You know, you said you'd send well, me photos of the scales going down in Yena. Um, yeah. yeah, so just remind me after this, and I'll go weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself yet. Um, but let's just say it's not quite shirts off yet. And I reckon about a month and a half, potentially shirts off. Uh yeah, summertime's coming. You've got me excited. You've you've put the challenge here and you've put it out. Um, look, I had a great week last week. And the weekends, I think, you know, a little bit of a tough one. You know, slow day, barbecue, um, quick and easy little takeaway. So I had a, I had a bit of 5-2 balance last week. So five good days. Had two not-so-bad days, but I just had, like, what did I have on the weekend? We had a roast roast pork on Sunday, which is not bad. Lovely. Um, Saturday, what did we have Saturday? We had pizzas. So we had wood fire pizzas on Saturday, so... We didn't have takeaways, but we just had carbs and, and, and pizza. So 5-2 balance last night. I had a beautiful Mediterranean uh, chicken salad with um, Greek kind of salad. Yum. That was beautiful. And then today, I'm unsure. We're having, it's my dad's last day, so we might have a roast or might have something quite nice. But um, just trying to have You're that balance. 5-2 balance. nice. You know, I'm on track, Trudy. Yeah, good boy. So the detox, then heading into the summer retox. Excellent. Now, and you think we've got it bad here <laughs> down under, you know, with a bit of lockdown and a bit of COVID. Well, at least we don't have snakes, poisonous spiders, crocodiles and otters. Oh. Otters are biting kids and dogs and people in Alaska's largest city. They are attacking people as they walk oh. along the little city lakes and stuff. And a little nine-year-old boy was had to get a rabies shot. He was bitten while he was doing what little boys do, which is feeding the ducks. Next minute, an otter came out and bit him. So that, wow. that's bad. So I thought that we're story so was worth lucky. sharing. <laughs> Otterly we're scary. We're so lucky, eh, Trudy? Like, we don't have big spiders. We don't have big snakes. Like, we don't have any of those poisonous um, reptiles or whatever you call them, little, little animals. Oh, there's a big rabbit running outside over here. Sorry, I've just got distracted. <laughs> nice big rabbit. Timely. See, we got nice, <laughs> we got nice little friendly rabbits. That's about mate, as scary as New Zealand gets. It's great. You know, go in no. Mate, that's going to dig oh, a hole. Molly. It's going to breathe. They're in gonna, mood today. They're going to dig more <laughs> holes. Then the horse farmers are going to have to go and clean them up. We there don't go. Lunch sorted. Rabbit <laughs> stew. Rabbit stew, the piss. Little Peter. Sick of him. <laughs> it's coming up to see. That was seagull stew on the weekend, mate. Seagull stew. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so coming up to 7 o'clock, Paul Cole. He's at the airport waiting to get on a plane, but he's delayed the plane for us. We're going to catch up with him. We're going to go get off and get a nice, lovely McCafe coffee.
Right now, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday, the 29th of September. It's just after 7 a.m. in the morning. I hope you're having a great day so far. Coming up on the show, we've got Nihi Milnuskara. Well, we all know him for his very, very skillful ability on the field. His way, he's won a World Cup. He's done everything. He's won competitions, super rugby comps. He's been through a howl off the field too. So we're going to chat to him about mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness this week. So looking forward to chat, chatting to Nihi Milnuskara, the Goosey King. Bamboozled many. He's a world-class athlete, but he's an absolute champion off the field too. But before then, we've got a great, great one of our, our show favourites. He is our favourite on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Paul Cole. One of our favourite Kiwi champions, squash player Paul Cole, has continued his hot streak, only just to be beaten in the final of the San Francisco in a four-game marathon by world number one. Ali Farag, well, he's kept the plane on hold. He's delayed boarding, so we're going to get to him straight away. Paul Cole, champion. How are you, bud? Yeah, kia ora, bro. Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Kia ora, kia ora. So what time are you boarding? You must be off soon, eh? Yeah, I just uh, I just told him that Izzy Dag was giving me a call, so um, <laughs> I just delayed the plane by 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been going, who's that? Anyway, <laughs> hey, mate, um, <laughs> tell us about San Francisco. Um, you obviously played really, really well. Just uh, fell short at the final hurdle. Up against uh, your good mate Ali Farag, um, but it was a hell of a contest day. Eh? Were you pretty happy with it? There was obviously a lot of things that you just could have done differently during the match. I was listening to your post match. What were those, bud? Yeah, it was a tight one, man. It was. Um, I thought I was playing really well. Um, he was playing really well, so it was just a good battle. Um, I made a, a few crucial errors at the back end of the games, um, which against you know obviously the best in the world that that's just going to hurt you too much. So I think you know nine eight in the fourth, I. Put a, a, one of my favourite shots into the tin, which is just you know it's very frustrating. Felt like it was the right mm. shot, but just didn't ex- execute it. Um, so just small things like that, man. It was it's a tough week, but uh, you know conditions were pretty cold out there. We're playing in like 14 degrees, so um, it was completely different to Cairo a couple of weeks ago. So I was happy I adapted to to those conditions, which you know um, it's quite nice to be able to play in, in two completely different conditions and, and play well on both of them. So. Hey, mate, talk to us about those conditions. You're obviously going from Cairo, where it's thinking hot, to cold. Does the, do you have to play differently? Do you have to um, hit, you know, hit the ball, the ball react differently in the cold and the hot, obviously? So what's your mindset and your game plan when you're going into these different um, you know, uh, uh, conditions? Yeah, it's probably a bit harder in the cold, to be honest. Obviously, mm. the warmer temperatures, it's going to be physically quite tough. But the colder conditions, if you you don't have much margin for error because if you sort of slightly miss hit the ball, it just goes goes nowhere because it's a lot heavier in the conditions. And then, um, you know, you sort of give your opponent a, an opening. So you sort of, your margins for yeah. error are quite small when it's cold. Um, so it's, it's quite mentally very tough because you had to focus so much on every shot and just trying to execute it perfectly because um, you, you sort mm. of, your errors are compounded by the conditions. So it was cool, man. That was a, my first time playing here. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Great crowd. So it's nice being out of Egypt in a, in a more neutral crowd. So uh, it was a good week, man. Yeah, that's awesome, Paul. Neutral crowd, but still the, the Egyptians <laughs> that are just so good, aren't they? So this battle with Ali Farag you got going on, he must be a serious gun. What, what's his what's his edge that he seems to have at the moment? Like what, what's he doing really well? And, and have you thought about how you can combat it or are you just worrying about yourself? Um, no, I mean, I think... Uh, 
I actually think like, you know, I was one love up, seven four up. Um, and it's just mm. like those big points that I was talking about before, you know, squash can be in a match like that, it can be changed on like two points or, you know, three points, three mistakes. So I think it's just sort of dialing in into those important points and, and playing them well, which is what I did really well at the British Open when it comes to the yeah. the back end of the games. I, I won all those. Um, whereas this week, you know, I probably was a bit guilty of getting a bit trigger happy and just trying to hit a winner too early when maybe it wasn't quite there. Um, but you know he, he's he's very smart on a squash. He's one of the smartest squash squash players out there. Reads the game very well, and he just knows what shot to play at, at what time. So I think you know I'm I'm pretty happy with my tactic I've got against him, and, and you know I think I can beat him. But yeah, it's it's fine margins and just sort of being disciplined right to the to the final whistle. Mate, um, squash aside, mate, how are you travelling? How are you travelling? You're going from country to country, you know, you're jet-setting. You wouldn't even know COVID's a thing with how you're travelling. How are you tracking, bud? Yes, um, it's different, man. I was just saying before, we we sort of, we, had, we were having like one tournament every three months during COVID, so I was spending a lot of time at home, and now I think I've spent, you know, three days at home in the last two months, so it's like completely different. Um, it's, it's good that we're playing, obviously, but it's... Mm. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's, I was quite enjoying being at home for more than three days, you know. So, um, my golf game's <laughs> suffering, that's for sure. I'm not getting out there like I want to. So, um, but no, I'm good, man. I'm enjoying it. It, it helps that I'm in, you know, I'm playing some good squash and I'm just loving, loving competing at the moment. So it's great that we can get out on tour. And you know, America's pretty open due to COVID. Like it's, it's not yeah. a ton of restrictions here. So um, it's actually quite enjoyable to come and play here. Um, we, we can get out a bit more, which is which is always more enjoyable. We're not just like locked in our Hotel rooms all day. You haven't been eating tomato pasta, have you? <laughs> oh, mate. It was a treat this week. I, I, you know, I could order what I wanted. <laughs> I don't think I touched one pasta. <laughs> oh, mate. Nice. Hey, talk to us about the connections. The connections are like you're, such, you're an individual sport, but from the outside looking in, it looks like you, you, you got a great connection and a bit of an understanding for all players on tour. Um, you know, I've seen a bit of banter thrown around from the Al Shabagi. Uh, twins, when 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 they're trying to jump, you know, just leave the court poor cold to, to to doing the jumps or doing those jumps on the on the court, and a bit of banter out on the court as well through the matches. Is is there a bit of a tight connection between you all? Yeah, squash is pretty cool, man. Um, it's it's obviously not like you know it hasn't got the popularity or the the famousness of some other sports. So we're all quite quite close. We all know each other well. We all train together, you know. Mm. So um, it's sort of like I mean, there's people that you you don't get along with, but most of the top boys, you know, we all sort of get along and have a, you know, we obviously all want to, you know, kill each other on court, but, you know, it's quite nice to have a bit of fun out there. Um, we sort of all respect each other and we all know each other well, so um, it's cool, man. It's, it's pretty unique to squash that. I think it's quite a small, small community, but, you know, everyone respects everyone and everyone knows what, what you go through, so, yeah, it's cool, man, especially, uh, you know, the last sort of couple of months, I've, I've just been enjoying my squash as well, which helps, um, yeah, so it's cool, man. It's cool about squash that. Yeah, and you you said Paul no. last time that you you guys are in a real busy period, so you didn't have a lot of squash. Now you're all you're playing squash pretty much week in week out. Where are you off to now? And um, how's the fatigue going? Like, how's the body mentally? You you doing well? Yeah, so I'm just uh, in uh, San Fran Airport at the moment. Just about to fly to Philadelphia, so we've got the US Open um, starting in about four days. Uh, so fly there. And then after that, we've got five days at home, and then I fly to Qatar, 
um, for the guitar classic there. So, yeah, body's holding up all right, man. Um, you know, I, I trained a lot over the COVID period to sort of prepare for this. You know, I did a lot of gym work and stuff because I knew once we started, it was going to be a bit crazy and we wouldn't be able to get into the gym and do all the training we wanted to. So, um, body's feeling good, man. It's, it's you know, mentally, I'm, in, I'm, I think it helps that I'm, I'm playing well and enjoying my squash. So, that's, um, yeah, that's uh, it's always helping, but yeah, body's good, man. Like I said, I prepared well during the COVID period for this this sort of stretch of tournament. So, body's body's so holding up nicely. Where's home? Where's home? And did you ever did you ever crack at the MIQ absolute shambles lottery or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, I, I didn't ever crack at that. Actually, I'm, I've been uh, living in Amsterdam for the for the past uh, couple of years, but yeah, that's a bit wow. of a shambles there, isn't it? Thirty thousand plus, but um. Yeah, I was, seeing, I was just seeing that bloody uh, trying to open up a bit more to vaccinated passengers. So, um, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that maybe I can come home sooner, but I think I'm getting my hopes up too soon, aren't I? Hey, what's, what's Amsterdam like? What's it like living there? Yeah, it's cool, bro. Um, <laughs> I, I don't live in the city centre just to, uh, you know, ease the temptation, <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Like, I... I just I live on the outskirts because otherwise the scent is just absolutely mayhem, man. It's just non-stop. <laughs> <You> just, uh... <laughs> yeah. That's gold. That's that's, yeah, that's a... enough of it. That's <laughs> enough of that conversation. I can hear it in your voice. You don't really want to talk about it. it's good, mate. Hey, have you got a message? You know, I know your mum or your family will potentially be listening to us. Have you got a message for your family back at home? Uh, yeah, man. Just. Uh everyone in New Zealand that supports me actually it's, it's been real cool this tournament everyone sort of um, the time difference has been great so I've been getting a lot of support from back home and just want to thank everyone for for supporting me sending me the messages uh, it means a lot to me so uh, thanks everyone for the support really appreciate it especially you boys too right, awesome. love it thank you yeah no, nah, we, we love supporting you Paul Cole you're an absolute champion mate we'll always have your back win or lose we'd love to have you on the show again mate you're a crowd favourite amongst us all so thanks so much travel safe and turn left, never turn right on that plane, all right? With that US Open, with that, uh, is that British Open cash, he's definitely going left, mate. He's definitely, he's definitely going left. He's definitely, he's definitely going, going left. Nah, he's a champ, mate. He's a champion. It would be pretty lonely, you know, the old um, squash kind of circuit. You're traveling around, you're up against different individuals every single day. And, and in this current times we're in, it. I've got a lot of appreciation for Paul Cole and what he's been able to do and achieve. He obviously didn't get the treats uh, in, in that Open in San Francisco, but US Open, he'll be going in there with a lot of form and hopefully he can get one up on Ali Farag because um, we love seeing him be so successful. Paul Cole, what a champ. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, making the final consistently, like he's world number three now. He's in the semifinals, if not the final, pretty much week in, week out. Like he will be accruing some good cash. He'll be, you know, living living a good life, a busy life, but you can tell, you can hear it in his voice. He's actually really enjoying it. I'm thinking we probably need to get a, an opener made up, maybe not by Joe, but Paul's world. Um, well, Cole's, yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's back each I've time. I've got a name for it and he can sing it. Cole on a roll. Yeah, the Cole's on a roll. Yeah. Like a coaling yes. stone. Ro- like, like a coaling stone. Ro- ro- Rolly yeah. Coley. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be fun. Uh, he's he, such a great guy. He is so adorable. Best guys going around. Yeah. yeah we love Paul yeah. Cole. So, yeah, no. 
West what about that? We've got a, West, got a text here. <laughs> West Coast are lifting the lamps the damn gold. <laughs> when we ask that question, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just live on the outskirts, eh? <laughs> it was so cold. Keeps out As soon as trouble. I asked, I was like, maybe I should have asked that question. It's like yesterday, asking her, I asked Joe House, how did he used to get his bets on before it was legal? <laughs> Do you know what I realised? He's a lawyer as well. <laughs> so he would have been like, ah. Cole truly on a roll. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Well, there you go. Paul Cole, have you got any uh, name? Have you got any name suggestions about what we can call the Paul Cole segment week in, week out that we seem to be doing while he is on his Cole roll? Um, text him through. Double eight, double three. He's a good man. If you've got any messages for him just in general, you want to wish him well, send them through to us and we can get them up. We can get them to him. Uh, next time he comes on the show, we'll let him know who supports him and why we support him because he's doing very, very, very good things. Mm. Is he? Um, and there's just one text here. Don't forget Rhea Deeney, New Zealand bred and owned, ex-Nigel Tiley stable. That's yeah. for the Epsom this hey, week as well. $4.40, mate. $4.40. So that must be a pretty... I don't know the horse, to be honest, but that must be a pretty good horse. Yeah, red hot. Shot. Pretty one-eyed, mate. Pretty one-eyed. With <laughs> That's a shame. I don't look anywhere else. <laughs> Fair enough. Why would you? It is 16 minutes past 7 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is Calcutta. Knight Riders getting a big win overnight. They're three from four. So they had... We had Baz, he would have had a good little celebration for his birthday, but then he would have said, boys, all right, back on track. Let's get out there and get this dub. And they did that. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. After this, we're going to talk some code crosses, some code hoppers. Mm. Your boy, Fergo, could he be a mm. Wallabies World Cup starter? Imagine that. After this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 21 and a half past 7 o'clock this morning. Must say, if you have missed the first hour, well, in the first hour we were talking about Aaron Smith's incredible trick shot that he put up on TikTok, which is setting him into TikTok stardom. But we said that yeah, this sort of thing's been done before. Barbecue. Nothing but pool. <laughs> this ball needs oh. to cool off. <laughs> this ball needs to cool off. There you go. Izzy Dag, Corey oh. Jane and the the lads. What year was that, Izzy? Oh, that was 2010 and that was my first promo. And obviously you can tell by the, the quality acting on there, this ball needs to cool off. You know, <laughs> uh, Aaron Smith's already tweeted back, what about the one-liner Dag Swag? Hashtag Dag Swag. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me a bit of stick nug. Okay, mate. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm old. I'm old and washed up. It's okay, though. It's okay. But um, it was good fun. It was good fun, though. Dag Swag. So you can go have a look at that on our uh, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. That's good stuff. Uh, nug getting involved early. But Izzy, um, right now, we, we kind of the news came through it, through the Daily Telegraph in Australia. Well, this has been kind of talked mm. about for a while. Blake Ferguson's time in the NRL looks like it is over, but you came across some interesting news that'll probably interest us Kiwis. Yeah, yeah. so last night I read um, Blake Ferguson has opted out. Uh, Brad Arthur offered him a, a smaller contract, so he just said, nah, stuff that, and I think the Wallabies have been circling. Western Force have been circling, so I think Blake Ferguson, who plays for the Parramatta Eels, he won a um, title with uh, the Roosters, he's played for New South Wales, he's, a, he's an unbelievable winger, played over 200 games of, of NRL, he is potentially going to go over and play for the Wallabies or try and attempt to make the Wallabies. So it got me thinking. got me thinking about code hoppers. Code hoppers, who are the greats? 
Who are the great code hoppers and why? And I want to hear from you at home. Who are the great code hoppers and why? And do you think um, Ferguson, Blake Ferguson, has got what it takes to actually be successful in the game of rugby? We know we, we know some goodies. I've got a couple here. Brad Thorne, we know what he's about and what he's been able to achieve in both forms of the game. Broncos legend, won titles with him, won World Cups with the All Blacks over 50 games and unbelievable talent. Israel Falau. <laughs> Played for Storm, come over and, and played a very successful game of, of rugby. Matt Rogers, a Sharks legend, Cronella Sharks, absolute legend, come over and had a very successful career in rugby. But I want to hear from you. Who are the great code hoppers? And how do you think Blake Ferguson will go? Um, we've got a message here on here. It's from Brent. Recode hoppers in 1990 when Matt Ridge signed with former NZ coach Graham Lowe at Manly. Zinzan Zinnybrook actually signed, but New Zealand rugby dropped Buck, so Lowe let Zinni out of his contract, and the rest is history. Wow. Wow, I didn't, wow, I didn't know that. That's from Brent in Australia. Thanks. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. If you have any, uh, who is who are the great code hoppers and why? And uh, how do you think um, Blake Ferguson will go? Oh, look, if I'm going to be honest, I, I think he'll go wait, uh, great. Because I, I feel the ones that code hop, I feel the ones that code hop, from from league to to rugby, I feel is is uh, is tough because there's obviously a lot of added um, f- structures to the game, skill sets needed in the game, rugby cleanouts, um, you know, wide rucks, what is it, different running lines, you know, set plays, phase attack, um, a defense, you, everyone's in line on attack, everyone's a, an actual option. Whereas league, I think for the first four, there's it's just forwards and wingers getting meters. It's all about gaining meters. Um, so I think as a winger, when you're probably going to come across in code hop, I think it'll be a, a lot easier because it's pretty similar to, to playing wing in the NRL. You know, you're good in the, he'd be great in the high ball, which is a big factor of our game today with, with rugby and, and the way the game's leading at the moment. He'd be great in that sense. He's a good finisher. He's quick. He's lightning. The only thing I see him having to work on will just be the rather the clean out. So the clean out area in league, your support play to get to that rucker, you don't have to be there because your halfback will usually be halfback and you play it between your legs. But in rugby, um, you've got to get cleaners there no matter what number's on your back. So that's the only difference. Uh, the guys that probably haven't succeeded <coughs> were probably guys that had to go in and play 10, 12, 13 uh, from, from rugby into, into a rugby sense. It's just a totally different game. Or guys having to go from wing. I think I was reading one there. Willie Mason went over the Toulon. And uh, that just didn't work. Obviously, a big body went over there, played one game, and, and they reckon it was the biggest flop in, in rugby history. So, um, yeah, some can make it. I think Blake would be great. We've got another message. Morning, fellas. Jeff Olsen, All Blacks, Black Caps, and Aged Basketball. That is, that is from Juan. Yep, Goldie, the golden one. That's why they call him the golden one. Is he? do you think this kind of, just hearing everything you just explained then about how hard it actually is to come from league to rugby, do you think that kind of puts in perspective how freakish Sonny Bill Williams' career was? That he managed to do it, but then he went and did it backwards, and then he did it again, and like I assume once you do it the first time, you break the back of it, but then you still have to relearn when you go back and forth, right? I think um, like 100%, that just showcases what an unbelievable talent Sonny was, and especially when you throw in a bit of boxing there, you can't hide in that boxing ring, so you throw in a bit of boxing. Um, I think with Sonny, is a, a, what you get a lot of appreciation from as well, is he was going back to league, and he was playing in the middle. He was playing in the middle, True. and if you play in the middle, yeah. that is the hardest position 
to play because you are constantly making you're making so so players here will make 12 13 tackles over there they're making 40 to 50 tackles they're getting off the line they're having to do 10 meter shuttles in the middle and if your middles don't come and they don't work mate it's um it's a tough night at the office so that's where you get a lot of appreciation for leaguey so rugby going back to league would i I've, from talking to sunny i get an understanding that going from rugby was easy rugby was an easier game because when you go back to league and you're playing those middles and you're constantly doing 10 meter shuttles you you're, you're grappling on the ground you ha- you're getting in that contact you know like it's it's just a more demanding game on the body that's what i got from having conversations with um with sunny and Got another message here, Wendell Sailor, Lottie Takeri, and Sonny Bill Williams. Yes, yes, some absolute greats there. Wendell Sailor and Lottie Takeri um, playing for the Wallabies. There's been some greats. There's been some greats. Matt Rogers, what are some other? Can Jason I, Robinson. Can I throw, Jason one, at, Robinson can I throw, throw, yeah, throw one? one at you that you might not see coming? Uh, yeah. He's actually, he's actually, I think, one of the only people, if not the only person, to play for New Zealand in these three sports. Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy, Matt Duffy played. Yeah. He had a great career. St. Kent's. He played for. He played uh, for the Melbourne Storm. Then he he was on fire. I think he won premierships with the Storm on the wing. Uh, played for the Kiwis. Mm-hmm. He before that though played for the New Zealand AFL team. He actually played. Yeah. He played AFL at a high level. He's extremely skillful. And then he came over. He played for the Blues. He was a consistent. He was pretty good on the. He was a pretty good outside yep. back playing Union, wasn't he? And he got. He went on an overseas, a Northern tour, and I think he played uh, one game or one or two. T- I don't know if he played a test. Oh, I think he did actually in the end. So um, he he was pretty handy footballer. Eh? He was very very handy. He was so good in the air watching him play for the Melbourne Storm. Like you cross kick to Duffy. Bang. They, they will always get it back. Him and Flau on the edges. Unreal combination. Came over to rugby and probably took a little bit of time to find his feet and, and to establish himself. And now he's turned into a fine rugby player. He's playing in Japan at the moment. He's got a young family over there. Right. Um, so, yeah, mate, there's an unreal. I've got, I've got some names here. You've got Craig Wing. Craig Wing, after 250 NRA games, uh, he went over to Japan and had a successful career over there. You've got Sam Burgess. Wow. I don't know if that was a good one or, or not. So he's been over. <laughs> he went to a World Cup, didn't anyway, he? <laughs> Tamana Tahu. Tamana Tahu. There you go. There's a name. Leaguey. Um, Newcastle Knights. Absolute legend of the game. Who else we got? Jason Robinson. Oh, the list could go on. Oh, keep them coming. If you've got any other suggestions, let us know. Let us know. There's another text here. Quickly, I'll just get into it. There's no competition here, boys. Susie Bates, basketball, including the Olympics. Followed by captaining the women's cricket team. Not just a solid co-hopper, but a star in both. Yes, keep them coming. And who's been able to get a successful career in different sports? We love it. We love it. I think um, even Sir JK, had a, he played league, didn't he? He played on this as well. There's, there's actually lots, if you start thinking about it, there were lots of them. Double eight, double three. Let us know. Fire them through right now. It's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand, but we'll be back with your code hoppers after this. Baz is here for breakfast, 27 minutes away from 8, and the text machine is going gangbusters uh, with your code hoppers quickly. Is he just a couple of 
news stories I've seen in the last 24 hours before we get back to it. ESPN has done their new heavyweight boxing ranking. So they did it after the Usic uh, smackdown of Anthony Joshua. Just uh, this, is, this is where the standing is. This is where Joseph Parker currently sits in their collated standing. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usic, Deontay Wilder at three, Joshua at four down from two, Andy Ruiz Jr., Dillian White, and then Joseph Parker. So he's still got a collective world ranking, and this is a pretty astute judge here, Mike Coppinger, I reckon, doing it, uh, it as number seven of all the of all of the different belts across the world collated. So that's good news for Joseph that he's still right up in the thinking of everybody and uh, the All Blacks. Well, they'll be trying to work out what's going to go on. And if they can train, one man in particular who needs some reps on the training paddock is Richie Moonga. So he made it back into camp yesterday afternoon. He was straight out of MIQ, like a little kid on Christmas, I reckon, straight to the training field. But if they're locked down and they can't get out and train, that probably narrows his chances of playing this weekend or it's certainly starting because he will need some reps. Anyway, is back to the text machine because you've got it a light. I've got a lot of right. There's been some funny ones. Um, Izzy Dag, Union and Media. <laughs> I don't know how to take that one. I don't know how to take that one. Hopefully I'm doing okay. I'm giving it's it a go great, anyway. Bro. Um, I've given it a crack. But, mate, there's been some great texts here. Inga the Winger, Craig Innes, Michael O'Connor, Frano Botica. Frano Botica, Michael O'Connor played for the Wallabies and the Kangaroos and had a very successful career. And that was one of the... This is, uh, don't forget Inga the Winger, Matt Ridge was very good, but the best, in my opinion, was Michael O'Connor. Michael O'Connor, I think that's from Brent and Aussie. And then we've got another one here, Brent, Brad Thorne was a massive success code hopper. Brad Thorne, mate. Oh, here's my, uh, one of my roomies, one of my roomies, Brad Thorne, and I remember this one day, I had media, I had I had a phone call, like like we, we hand hound those guests every morning at... <laughs> Horrendous hours. Anyway, I had a phone call. My my phone blew up. It went loud as at like six thirty or seven in the morning. I run outside and I talked to this phone on. I think it was the Edge or someone. I'm talking away and then I come back and he's like, "Don't ever do that again." I was, all, I was like, oh, "Oh, sorry, sorry, Thorny. Second yeah, second game in the in the team, Thorny." I'm like, "Man," and he's talking about, "Mate, maybe, mate, if you jump on that bench press and you start getting some muscles together." You'll have a very, very good career. You'll have a big career, Dak. So there you go. That's <laughs> man. That's the story about Brad Thorne. He was a scary behemoth, old Brad Thorne. But anyway, uh, also Laomapi. Laomapi, that is from Adams. Uh, Adam, sorry. Ash Barty, Aussie tennis champion and a cricket starter boot. So Ash Barty, there you go. Andrew Walker. Andrew Walker. How about Andrew Walker? Great six, uh, game with Australia, uh, Bruce, uh, Brumbies. The funny thing about Walker eh, is he was actually playing in the in a couple of games only like two years ago, mate. So he's still got it. He's still got it. Got a question here for for myself. Why don't the Warriors have an open checkbook for the for reject All Blacks that don't quite make the World Cup squad every four years? So my question is, Izzy, did you ever get approached or considered a switch to the real footy? With a drop punt like that, forty twenties all day. That's from an unknown Texas. Um, I never, never got approached from the Warriors. I never got any approaches from the Warriors to to go over and play. But I, I, when I was about seventeen, I got approached from, from the Sydney Roosters over in Australia to see if I was potentially keen to go over to Aussie and give league a crack. They uh, must have scouted. I was seeing something at school, and um, 
and just put that offer to me and my agent. I thought about it. I said, wow, that, that sounds amazing. You know, going, I've never played league though, so I was a bit apprehensive. Um, but yeah, it, it just didn't, yeah, didn't say, I had an opportunity, but I didn't think it would have suited. Um, I think it would have developed my game. Uh, especially in the defensive um, areas, you know, the fullbacks over there, they've got to be defensively sound. I think it would have helped me with that. Um, but nah, I didn't, didn't get, I gave it up. I didn't go over and, and pursue that career. So yeah, the, only the Sydney Roosters when I was about 17. Oh, uh, Mark what, Ellis. What Mark could have Ellis. been? What could have been? What could have been? Mark Ellis. Yep. The champion that is Mark Ellis. Mate, we've got some great names coming through. Keep them coming. Keep is them he, coming. Is there he? is um. Yep. What, what about this? What about this? I just realised mm. our next guest is a code-hopping superstar. Oh. Nehemiah yeah. Scudder started his career yeah. with the Bulldogs. And get this, I've just yes. did a quick bit of research. He actually, I think his All Blacks debut was at ANZ Stadium where he used to play with mm. the Bulldogs. I don't know, were you, with, were yeah. you on that tour? I was there, I was there. Um, I was in the stands, though. I was in the stands watching Nehi ruin my World Cup dream because he played outstanding. <laughs> no, oh. I was there. I was there. I was there and just seeing Nehi, mate, and, and the un- unbelievable career that he has had. It hasn't, like, he only... He didn't even touch the sides with, with what he was able to achieve with injuries. Um, so, yeah, I feel so much for, for Nehi in that sense. But when he hit the ground, mate, and he had that unbelievable year, he was unstoppable. But so I can't wait to throw that question to him. Let's, who's, who's some names? Yeah, Let's get out. Let's do it. Let's get back with Nehi Milner-Scudder then. Give him some time to talk. It's Mental Health Awareness Week. It's something he's passionate about. Playing for the Manawatu Turbos now, but the Bulldogs, the All Blacks, he's done it all. Back with Nehi Milner-Scudder after this. <laughs> 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be talking code-crossing superstars, Izzy, and it's quite apt for our next guest, isn't it? It is, mate. He's an absolute champion, and this week it's Mental Health Awareness Week, and it's something we are very, very passionate about on the show because mental health is real and can raise its head at any stage, no matter who you are. One man who I have huge respect for is Nehi Milnaskara. He's been very vulnerable and open about his battles through ups and downs of a professional sports career and life too. But more than that, he's an absolute champion. I want to hear how Nuggie's going and if, if he's staying calm after his TikTok sensation. Good morning, Nehi. Good morning, my brother. Dagger. How are you? How are you, brother? Yeah, brother. Good, good, good. Good morning, bro. Um, nah, pumping, pumping this morning. What an absolute cracker. Here in Wellington, so um, now nah, working up to some good weather, bro. So yeah, bro, now nah, it's fizzing, fizzing. Nice, Evie. Uh, yeah, bro, it's great to have you on the show. We're actually talking about uh, just before we get started the code crosshoppers and uh, you know successful ones. You're a successful one, successful one too. You had a little dabble into the league and then come over and applied your trade into the rugby. Now, mate, did you? What What did you find tough about um, transitioning from the league and rugby? Was there a big difference? Um, not oh, not too much, bro. I think the fact that I only spent two years playing league over in Aussie, so I was there in the under twenty yeah. setup, and um, didn't end up getting a contract after that for first grade. So I came home and just started playing club um, back in Palmy mm-hmm. and sort of worked my way up from there. So the transition wasn't um, too hard, I guess, compared to other boys that have probably played longer in league. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been heaps of guns, bro, that have come over from league and, and killed it. So, yeah, I probably haven't got the same yarns because I didn't spend as much time and didn't 
chance to kick on to be NRL and that, but um, now nah, the two years I did have, bro, it was pretty cool. Nice, bro, nice, bro. Love it, love it. I reckon it, it developed your game and probably made you into the superstar you are today, that wax city that you're able to do on many, many <laughs> players. Um, hey, mate, uh, let's talk about it. It's Mental Health Awareness Week, and I know you're very, very passionate. It's something that you speak openly about it. Mate, um, what does this week mean to you? Well, not just this yeah, week, it's probably um, every day, isn't it? Yeah, bro, like, um, I'm stoked that there is sort of weeks like this, but I think, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it needs to be something that's spoken about every minute of the day, every day, every week, you know. Um, yeah. But it's cool that there are weeks that we do spread that awareness and, um, I guess, push the messages out around getting support and, and talking about struggles and, and vulnerability like that, because I think... Um, for me, bro, I think it's kind of just normalise those conversations, normalise mental health. Mm. Um, I'd love to get to a point in time when we don't actually say it's courageous or we, not, we don't say it's brave for people to speak out. It's it's just normal and it's just the right thing yeah. to do. Um, mm. So yeah, we, we're getting there, bro. There's so much awesome campaigns and Awesome people doing some incredible mahi in this space. Because um, like you said in the intro, bro, it can rear its head at any time and um, doesn't discriminate, bro. It affects anyone and everyone at, at some point in time. So the more we can continue to just keep speaking about our our struggles, but then also the ways that we sort of overcome them, bro, I think, um, yeah, it definitely helps a lot of people out there. And so t- tell us about your journey, bro. Tell us about your journey and how you're going at the moment and, and what made you come to this, like, you know, this, this awareness and being open about it and, and your own little little struggles. I've been open about mine. And, um, you know, I'm just, you, you, like you said, it is the normal. We're all constantly struggling in our own separate ways. But tell us about your journey, my bro. Yeah, bro. So I think, like, a big shock for me was um, when I had my injuries. Um, back in 2016, they sort of snowballed into sort of three or four years of constant injuries. And I think yeah. what was a battle for me was just coming off the back of a mean year in 2015, like sort of playing super yeah. ABs and all that. I was riding this massive high, and then the following year, I was out for pretty much the whole season. And yeah. I think a big one for me was tying my, um, my self-worth my identity to being like a, a mean rugby player, like that gave me mm. all this joy and fulfillment and meaning. Um, and then when I wasn't able to do that, you know, I felt like crap and couldn't sort of understand what was going wrong. And I think that was sort mm. of the turning point or, or the catalyst for me understanding a bit more around my mental health and starting that journey around, um, you know, unpacking a lot of those uh, mindsets that I was in, how I was feeling, um, how big of a role it could play on, I guess, everyday life, bro, because I was a egg to be around. Uh, my partner, my wife, can sort of speak to that. I didn't really want to be around the boys. I just kind of wanted to um, chill by myself and just sort of close off from the world. Um, yeah. Really find any joy in other things, bro. So for me to go through that sort of journey, um, yeah, it gave me a real good insight into why I think the way I do my feelings, um, and then also mm. reaching out and getting support around that, bro. So it's still, still on that journey, like definitely in a better space. Yeah. And I used all those sort of tough times as, as um, sort of beacon points to 
reflect on and, and help push through, not only for myself, but for others around me as well. Right, I love the honesty, and I know there'll be plenty of people at home that will be resonating to them, what you know, the struggles that they're probably going through. What are the tools, mate? What are the tools that helped you um, get through it and, and get the confidence to be able to, to be open about it? Because I love the honesty, man, and, and you, you will be helping many, many people around the country. Um, I think, yeah, trying to understand for me that everyone isn't perfect, um, mm. that, you know, there's this whole, I don't know, stigma, um, stereotypes around judgment, um, and it's like we all, everyone has to have everything figured out, everyone has to be mean, and I think it's yeah. amplified bro, in, in sports or high-performing circles because we we always got to be on. Um, every day when we're in the gym, you know, we sort of kind of push ourselves, um, get out onto the training paddock, bro, and that's just from Monday to Friday. But the real um, time to go is, you know, that Saturday when, when we play our games. Um, so trying to understand that, just giving our best effort. And for me, what's helped me, bro, is understanding that no matter how good or how bad I played, it doesn't really correlate to how I am as a human being. Um yeah. I'm out injured, if I'm not selected for a team, if I play a crap game, it doesn't mean I'm a crap person. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of a, something that's helped me, bro, that understanding and that awareness. And then also having some good balance, um, tapping into all the amazing networks, support networks that I do have. Um, you know, my wife, my family, good supporting friend group, um, the boys around me. So I think, yeah, realising I'm not alone and it's funny, bro, because when I do open up and and talk to you know other people about it, they, you know, going through the same thing, and it's kind of like yeah. this big veil, this big shield just drops down, bro, and then you kind of get into some, um, yeah, bro. A lot of the time, it's not even as big DNMs. It's kind of you can actually have a bit of a laugh and go, oh, bro, I'm feeling that too. Oh, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, this is what happened to me at that time, and it doesn't turn into a big crying session, which is Katie Pye if that does. Um, but it's more just the fact around far out. You know, we all go through these tough things, and we all we're all pretty similar in a way. Like nobody's perfect, yeah. bro. We all sort of messed up, or yeah, have our all have our struggles in a, in a certain way. Mate, I love that honesty, and I no doubt know that you'll be helping many people out there. You've you've helped myself with your open and honesty, and there'll be plenty out there that are probably taking these messages on board. So I appreciate you for all that you're doing in the mental health awareness and, and the mental health area. And I hopefully we can just keep talking about it. Not just this week, talk about it every single day. Um, it's something we're real passionate on the show, bro. So thank you so much for, for joining us this morning, Nihi. Uh, too much, Dega. Um, love your mahi too, brother. And I know you've been a massive... Um yeah, massive shoulder to, to lean on and, and speak to, bro. I know you always got my back, and I think that's what um, is another message to drive out there, bro, is there's always people that have our backs um, as we've mm. got other people's backs. So remembering that, bro, in, in the good times and the bad times, and um, that'll help us through. So it's absolutely a pleasure, my bro, and um, yeah, man dagger. All the best, bro. Keep keep uh, keep going well on the field and keep going well off the field, bro. Love your work. Cheers, Nihi. Yeah, my bro. Love you, bro. Later. Cheers. Ah, uh, awesome, Izzy. 
Thank you, bro. That was great. I think everybody can take it, pro athlete or not, you'll be able to take something from Nehe Milner Scudder there. It's six minutes away from eight o'clock. We'll be back to quickly debrief that and preview the next hour after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're very close to the news with Kubota. They are shaping and building New Zealand, but Izzy, oh, we're just talking in the break. Nehe Milner Scudder, what a champion New Zealander. What a champ, mate. Love the honesty and just being open about his own struggles and, and actually sharing some tools and, and making those conversations normal. And they need to be. They need to be normalised and we need to be open about it because I love how you said like just having a conversation with one of his mates and then just op- they just dropping down the barriers and then getting the conversations flowing from that and just getting a bit of understanding of how someone's feeling. You never know how one, someone's feeling on the inside. So, yeah, try and get that understanding and get a bit more of a learning. I love that from Nehi. Um, really inspirational stuff. So anyway, we'll, we'll head off to the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Time for Trudy in the news. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday, the 29th of September, and it's just after 8am in the morning. Well, if you only just tuned in, We've had some great interviews this morning. We've spoken to some amazing guests. Our good friend, Paul Cole, as he's just about embarking on his plane to his next destination. He's heading to Philadelphia for the US Open in the squash world. And he's just fell short in the San Francisco Open up against his arch rival, rival Ali Farag. And uh, he's an absolute champion. We love what he's about. We also spoke to Nehi Milnaskara. Nehi Milner's got all things mental health, and uh, he had some great insights, some great tools for anyone struggling out there. Make sure you, you head over to our Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ app, and you'll get all things on our podcast if you've missed that. So make sure you do that. Nehi Milner's was very, very good with those conversations. We've also talked about uh, code hoppers, some code hoppers. doesn't have to be rugby the union. can be any sport, and we've had some great texts coming in. Some great texts are coming in. One is here, float like a butterfly, sleep like a log. Anthony Mundine, haha, there's from Eddie. Oh, there's a bit harsh, Eddie. There's a bit harsh, Eddie. Another one here, prime time, Sanders, Bo Jackson, Craig Gow, Ricky Stewart. So keep those messages coming through. But anyway, coming up in the next hour, uh, later on the show, we've got Jason Forrest. He's the North Otago coach. And, well... Good to chat to him. Get to the provinces. The Heartland Championship is well and truly in flight. It's a, it's a bit of a speed. It's a bit of a 100-meter race at the moment. If Top two play for the Meads Cup. Three and four play for the Lahore Cup. So you can't take any games lightly. Looking forward to that. But coming up now, we've got our next ga- uh, guest on the show, Simon Raiwalui out of Fiji. He's the Fiji Drua GM. And we want to talk to him about... The logistics and how they're tracking with their squad and the things going behind the scenes from Simon with the new addition of two teams being added to the Pacific Rugby Competition, Super Rugby Competition, Moana Pacifica being based out of Mount Smart in South Auckland there. And well, speaking of one of the successful code crosshoppers, cross-code hoppers, Simi Rajadra. Simi Rajadra, playing for the, for the Parramatta Eels and then having a very successful Rugby careers currently over in the UK, playing some amazing rugby. But anyway, we'll head to Simon and get his insights to see where Fiji Drua are at at the moment. Good morning, Simon. Well, Vanaka, how are you? 
Bula, bula. We're good, mate. How you going? How's the preparations going for, for Fiji Drua at the moment? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, we've had a pretty short runway. Um, obviously, getting the licence uh, signed off uh, uh, early September, so it's been a, uh, a bit of a whirlwind trying to build a super rugby team within a month, but it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's been interesting. And how's the squad building up? Uh, obviously, announcement yesterday with five players being, being announced to the squad. How's, how's the squad coming along? You happy? Yeah, we're uh, yeah we're really happy. Um, uh, we've obviously got a nice blend of experience and youth, uh, local talent, and uh, some talent from New Zealand and Australia. We've uh, signed up uh, as of yesterday, twenty-seven players. So we're looking at a squad of between thirty-seven and thirty-seven and forty. So we've we've got a little bit of a way to go, but we've got a good base there. How's Mick Byrne going, mate? How's how's the conversations with Mick? I was lucky enough to be coached by Mick uh, quite a few times. He's a absolute champion. Um. Pretty sure your kicking game will be pretty spot on. Yeah, Mick's good. Uh, he's obviously he's coached me as well, so um, he he was an ideal candidate. We obviously interviewed uh, a number of world class uh, coaches, but Mick's uh, experience in building programs, skill base, um, and just general experience he's had within uh, high performance programs was uh, made him an ideal choice. Hey, Simon, you, you said it's a pretty short runway, but like you guys know this opportunity is unreal, right? So is it just a case of make it work? How kind of flexible have you had to be? And are you just flying by the seat of your pants a little bit? Or is that, is that what it feels like from time to time? Uh, not flying by the seat of our pants. Obviously, like I said, it's a short runway, but we've been waiting for 20 plus years for something like this. So we're not, we're not going <laughs> to knock, knock the opportunity on the head. We, we want to be part of Super Rugby. We've got the opportunity now. and We've just got to make it work. Yeah, now you've got the Fiji, um, you know, Fiji Drua, that is the name of the team, and it's going to have a big Fiji contingency with about the team. How many non-Fijians will you have in the team, or have you had any expression uh, interest from from players outside of the Fiji um, community? So we've uh, at the moment we've only got uh, Fijian eligible players signed up. Um, yeah, and we'll we it's obviously a team that we uh, is an important piece of our our pathway, so we our, our, we will prioritise um, Fijian uh, players. Mm. Obviously, yeah. if there's a shortfall in certain certain areas, we could look at uh, potentially signing jokers that are non-eligible, but our priority at the moment nice. is uh, Fijian-eligible players. Do you think um, you might be able to land a big fish, or is that sitting like? Do you want do you want a, a bit of a headline act to get the season under the way? You just want to get out there and prove that you guys can. Because I know that you, the squad that you've got strong, and as you said, you got the right balance. But how would it? How great would it be to have someone a, a seriously experienced or a bit of a star out there for you? Yeah, well, I think we'd be more looking at that for probably the, towards the second year. Obviously. Starting with our negotiations in September, the actual windows don't actually match up to a lot of our players are in Europe. Um, other players are tied up with contracts in uh, either New Zealand or Australia. So we've got some big name players, obviously gold medal winners uh, at the Olympics, um, some experience of youth coming from from our high performance programs. So we will have maybe not as many uh, players that are household names to uh, viewers, but they will become stars eventually. And that's what it's all about for this Fiji and Drua. I spoke about it. The Pacific Islands are a big part of our rugby community. That adds so much, so many talent, talented players from, from the islands. Is that what this team's about? Expressing, giving these younger talent, these longer, younger players that probably haven't been exposed to the next level, giving them an opportunity to make, be, 
make some super some stars for the future? Yeah, I think one of the one of the biggest things for both uh, the Drew and the, the Minor Pacific is that pathway to uh, playing for the, the national teams. It's, it's it's the piece of the puzzle that's been missing from our pathways. We obviously get to national age group uh, teams under twenties, mm. under twenty threes, and then the opportunities are not there. So now. With these teams being in place, we've created opportunities for our players to be based uh, eventually back in Fiji and be able to play and earn a good living uh, within within a Fijian um, uh, professional team. So it's a, it's a huge uh, moment for us. I think it's, a, it's going to be huge for Fiji moving forward in the future. So, yeah, we're really looking to, forward to the opportunity. Oh, it's so exciting. And uh, like, I think everybody, New Zealand fans and just Super Rugby fans in general, couldn't be more thrilled to have, uh, as I say, the, the Pacific flair that we have seen throughout the competition, but then actually kind of at its origins. But logistically, do you, do you guys know where you're going to be based out in the short term and then the long term? Yeah, well, so the first year, obviously due to COVID, we're probably going to, we're, we're going to be based in Australia. We're not sure where the camp's going to be yet, so, but eventually we will be a Fijian-based team. So uh, COVID restrictions, uh, uh, hopefully going next year with the vaccination rate uh, up. Second year into 2023, hopefully we are back in Fiji playing in front of our, our, our people. Mate, have you uh, had any interest? This is probably one one, one of my all time favourite players, Joseph Tui, Joshua Tui Silva over in over in UK. Have you any interest from him? No, I, obviously Joshua is one of our one of our superstars <laughs> from Fiji. He's obviously he's tied up with Leon at the moment, and uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a high profile player, and the, the the budget probably doesn't uh, fit this, this first year. But we're, 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 we we'd we'd love to eventually get someone like that back. We've got a number of players over in uh, over in Europe and playing for professional clubs that uh, we can eventually target. So like this year is the, is building that foundation, and uh, hopefully uh, the rest will come. Hey, well, we we can't do this, or you can't do this without the support and sponsors and, and, and the money to be able to hire players. Have you been happy with the support you've been receiving uh, from from the rugby unions, from Fiji public, and, and happy with? being able to create a team out of pretty much nowhere? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, obviously, New Zealand rugby's been uh, uh, vital in us uh, getting a licence. Mm. Uh, they've been great. Um, we've had we've got support from DFAT Australian Government, so they're, they're also good. Um, the sponsors are actually falling into place quite well, so uh, hopefully we'll get yeah. some announcements there. Uh, there's a lot of interest in Badra, uh, but uh, obviously being based away from home that first year, there's going to be additional costs. So it's, it's always going to be a challenge, those financial things, but it's trending well. Talk, tell us about Fiji, mate. How's, how's Fiji tracking? I know you've been through some tough situations over there um, with the Fiji country. You know, COVID has been has decimated it, really. How, how's Fiji? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's been a tough six months. Uh, well, it's been a tough 18 months, really, and I think that's the same for everyone. Um, this, uh, particularly this last six months um, with the outbreak of the, uh, the... The second outbreak was really hard on the, the nation, but... We, as of yesterday, we reached seventy uh, percent on uh, double jabs. So um, oh, nice. a lot of the restrictions are being lifted on fourth uh, of October. Uh, by the end of the, I, I would say October, we'll be at eighty uh, percent double jabs. And once we're there, um, I think our borders start to open, and a lot of the restrictions are, 
are going away. So there is, it has been very, very tough and uh, people have suffered mm. as has everyone, but um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's a, it's interesting. Uh, well, it's good, to, really good to hear those vaccination numbers. For the Fijian drawer, what, what, what's your vaccination policy going to be and to play and travel where you have to have everyone in the team, uh, support staff and players vaccinated? Yeah, well, we're going to have to look at that. It's obviously pretty early with uh, what we're doing, but obviously going into Australia, we're going to need our vaccination rates up uh, up high, if not everyone. So we do. We're obviously going through that, getting all that information in place. Ideally, we'll give have everyone vaccinated. Yeah, no, fair enough too. Hey, well, look, it might not be the Leon Cash, and he's on one leg at the moment. So if you want a discounted deal for Izzy Dag, we might be able to, uh, we might be able to sort, sort something out. He's on one foot, but he, he could go all right. I can still kick, mate. I can still kick. I'll help Nick the kick out with some kick. I still remember his techniques, mate. That's still a part of the game today. No, 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 mate. You, you've got that Fijian flair. He's the same. Bang on, he does. The tongue wagging, the goosey. You got it, Simon. Hey, th- thanks so much for joining us this morning out of Fiji. And, yeah, we, it's really good to hear that the country's um up and, and that vaccination rate's going well. So thanks so much for joining us, man, and good luck. And we're, we're following along. So hopefully we can catch up again. Good luck, and Thanks for having me on. No worries. Awesome. That's good to hear, is he? Yeah, great, mate. I'm looking forward to this. Like, uh, so I get it many a times with the introduction to the from the Pacific Islands. They're going to be unearthing some talent that otherwise probably we would have missed. We would have missed. They probably wouldn't have the opportunities that current day players. They haven't been exposed over in there because of COVID. They probably haven't had the exposure with travel um, scouts being able to go to the islands, see the players. So. This is a great opportunity to, to reward the islands and say thank you for everything that you've given to the game today, but also unearth some absolute talent for the future, for the future that may hopefully, hopefully can be bred back into the Fijian system, the Samoan Tongan um, um, system, so they can actually um, compete in the international level. That's what it's all about for me, competing at the international level and, and giving them exposure. So I'm really, really excited to see Fiji Drua and Wider Pacifica entering the Super Rugby Pacific competition. Couldn't agree more. And again, we've spoken about it previously, but just would love to see some of those, the Charles Pietals, you know, those former All Blacks or players that have played for other uh, international teams. One day, hopefully we can relax the rules. I think that'll be a huge a milestone achievement if it gets done. I wonder if um, when Namani Indolo is around the world, big Nimsy, he's probably in the UK still. I wonder if he'd ever be Lester. a chance. He's to at least the Tigers. Leicester's ti- Leicester Tigers, he's over there. Ah, uh, Nemzy, nah. Unless the money's huge. Nemzy doesn't do anything for free, mate. <laughs> he's, over, <laughs> he's over at Leicester Tigers. You would have played and, with uh, him a bit, eh? You would have played with him at the I played with, I played with Nems and I've, I think I spoke about it once. Like, I've seen this guy, 140 clicks coming over from Japan. I was like, mate, how's this gonna, guy going to move? And then he got on and changed the game against the Hurricanes, and he was a big part to our 2015 run. When, I think it was 2014. 2015, we lost to the Waratahs with that infamous last kick when Richie did nothing wrong. And we lost <laughs> oh, Craig Juvier. But then he, <laughs> yeah, Craig Juvier. Come the on, night, Craig. The nightmare. Um, yeah, but he was a big part of our team that year. Nemani Nandola, mate. And he'd, he'd go good in league, too, someone like that. Well, he'd probably play back row. Code a prop. <laughs> <laughs> a prop that can kick, mate. Kick off both feet and step and bowl people over, mate. That Fijian fin, do you know the Fijian fin? It doesn't look like anything, eh? It's just a little shoulder stroke. It, it always works, mate. It baffles me every single time how people can fall for it, but it always works. 
Yeah, it's going to be so great to see those lads um, out in Super Rugby. And, and like, I just, I reckon, and we'll talk about it close to the time, but I want us to persist with um, the Pacific teams because Super Rugby, there's so many different iterations of it. We get bored. The Hawaiis, the, uh, the Sunwolves, like we we kind of, they might get flogged a few times in the first season and we write them off. But And I think it's our responsibility as fans and as a rugby public, just as much as it is the responsibility of Sanzar or the governing body, New Zealand Rugby, Australian Rugby, uh, the Fijian Rugby Union, to persist. We need to persist with them. Give them a chance, support them, turn up to Mount Smart in Australia, wherever the games are, turn up and really give them a chance because they will only get better the longer they play. And that's what we need for, as he said, the international game. It's 18 minutes past eight o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Our man, Paul Mawate, the pate, <laughs> up after this. 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Give us a call before the end of the show. Code crossing superstars. Code Hoppers, we'd love to hear your nominations of some of the best ones throughout the years. Semi Rad Raja of Fijian descent, he has just been a behemoth, a powerhouse across both codes in recent times. Right now, it's time for a TAB Live update. TAB.co.nz's got everything you need to have a dabble. And our man, Paul Mawate, the He's party. He's a Code Hopper, isn't he? A Code Hopper? He's a TAB, TAB pundit, gone um, radio uh, star. He's an idol singer. He's an idol singer, isn't he? Can you confirm nor oh. deny, Paul? That, oh, no, that's one of the worst examples ever. Crikey. Let's stick with someone like... Uh, was, it Jason, was it Jason Robinson, who was the English league player <laughs> that went to Union? Now, yeah. He, yeah. he was a good coat hopper. Yeah, he was ranked number three on the top 20. Ranked number three, Brad oh, Thorne was one. Sonny Bill Williams was two. So Jason Robinson was third. He had a very successful career. Who else? You got any other ones? Uh, what about Jeff Wilson? Yeah, gonna go with yeah. one. Yeah, Jeff's been Jeff's been thrown out quite a few times this morning, going from All Blacks, Black Caps, and basketball. Yeah, here we go. Oh, geez, huge, huge. Hey, Paul, oh, I've been wondering. Yeah. Last couple of times oh, we've had no. you on the show, you know, we've got a pretty harsh accent in New Zealand, and we say, you know, give us a, you give me a chance, chance. Yeah. How do you say it? Chance. Are you Australian? Chance. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I'm weighing on me. Australian as Quade Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> You got your uh, Kiwi citizenship? Yeah, no, I, I I watch too much Home and Away and Neighbours, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not actually an Aussie, you just oh. say chance. I do, yeah, that's right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, nothing doing there. <laughs> Play on. All right, they're just a quirk of the gig. Fair enough. Um, Rota, yeah. They're racing at Rotorua today, Paul, and I had a winner. Well, I thought I had a winner. She got absolutely crushed in on debut. Um, or not on debut. It was in the would have been in the Breeders' Stakes for the Phillies race, Nova Show. I really like Nova Show. I've been waiting to see her come back, but 
Um, I just asked Mark Chitty of Hanui Farm, who owns her, and she's been scratched out because the track's not absolutely perfect down there. I think it's going to be a heavy at Rotorua. So Nova Show doesn't run today. But there are a couple of other nice chances, including in race three, Eagle Tarzan, who is a Tavistock gelding, so should cop the heavy track. Um, are there any promotions or anything we need to look at here? Yeah, it's almost like uh, Rotorua is the centre of the universe today because we've got a guaranteed $10,000 first four on every race there. We've also got a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy there, and we've got a bonus back promotion on races one and two from Rotorua as well. So there's plenty of promotions uh, going on around uh, Rotorua, um, and I know what you're saying. What about you sports fans? Well, we've also got a football mega multi-buster. Now, we've had the uh, football multibuser going for a while now, but we've uh, sort of we've 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 made it even better, I guess. We've we've enhanced it. So it used to be place a four or more leg uh, football multi and get a refund up to fifty dollars as a bonus bet if you miss by one leg. Well now you can place a six or more leg football multi and get a refund up to fifty dollars if your bet misses by two legs, or if you want to place an eight or more leg football multi. Uh, you can get a refund up to $50 as a bonus bet if your bet misses by three legs. Um, so with all the football that's going on at the moment, and there's plenty, there's UEFA Champions League, there's the English Premier League, there's the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, you name it, it's all happening. Um, we thought we'd just boost it up a wee bit so that those who like to throw quite a few legs in, um, now you've got more chances, if you do miss, uh, of getting a bonus bet back. So... Yeah, head to the TAB website mm. to check out all the T's and C's around that. But if you do like to really go hard, and those are the there was a punter over. Yeah, so I was about to say, Paul, those are the customers you love, aren't they? Those those punters that that like more legs than a centipede. Those are the ones that you love. <laughs> well, there was a punter overseas who had an eight dollar twelve leg Ryder Cup multi uh, that collected him just a tick under one million dollars. <laughs> Uh, what? He, he he picked all the Ryder Cup, I think it was all the Ryder Cup singles matches, what? all the results, $8 into just under a million. <laughs> oh, how do we do that? Oh, him. that really annoys See me. See if you can get him on the phone. Yeah. Let, oh. We will. Can we track him down? We've got to find him. We've got to find this bloke. Mate, we need him. We need him to <laughs> give us our showdown tip for this weekend. We're going to absolutely take. We're going to make Paul broke. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad that you're thinking that way, boys, because you better have it ready tomorrow morning. Well, I might even be yeah, the Sarva. When, when the fields come out, mate, you have your phone on you because I'm not going to miss those odds we again. We might be going to the Epsom, mate. We might be going over the Epsom, all right? You just be prepared. You've gone from 8 bucks to $15. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Paul <laughs> Mawadi. Love the way you're thinking, boys. Love the way you're thinking. <laughs> Paul Mawadi, the party of the TAB. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. We'll catch up tomorrow with the great man, Paul. Before the end of the show today, well, I do think I've found one at Rotorua, even though mine's been scratched. There's another one I'm half interested in. We'll dish that out also. Jason Forrest of North Otago Heartland Championship fame. And we'll get to some more Code Hopper nominations on the text machine. Double eight, double three. Right now, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 28 minutes away from 9am before Ian Smith, the doyen, takes over leading into Staffy. You want your conversations all day. 0800 150 811, the Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch before Kirst and Boeve. Beeve might be struggling a bit this week with anxiety and nerves because his Panthers are in the granny. So give him a call as well and talk to those the other teams on SCNZ. Before this weekend, well, you heard Trudy say it. We've got motorsport going on this weekend. It's the biggest thing other than supercars down there, the Endurance Event, South Island Endurance Series Round 1, and it is exclusively on SENZ. We couldn't, it couldn't be called, it couldn't be uh, broadcast because of trucks being stuck in Auckland, but SENZ's going to duck in here, hosted by Greg Rust and friends, and uh, we're going to stream this through the app this Saturday, 9am till 4.30pm. Check out the SCNZ app and of course you can listen to the SCNZ main channel on there as well as Trackside and everything else you want. Just go download the SCNZ app. Izzy, uh, plenty going on in the world. The All Blacks are are hoping that they're not going to be stuck in isolation for too much longer. They will want to get out and train today. Unfortunately, the Tour Ferns have gone down in their second match in Japan, to Japan as they look mm. to qualify. Um, that is in the FIBA Asia Cup. We'll follow that. MPC galore this week, as well as Heartland Rugby. I was wondering, when we were, we were talking about doing some Heartland Rugby, how close you ever came to lacing them up. You, might play, you played a bit of club rugby. Did you ever get an invitation to go play any Heartland code? Um, nah, the, uh, nah, no, nah, it never really fell into to place with, um, with my career. I was always at the, only reason I played for club was I was coming back from a long-term injury and I was at the Crusaders, so I just kind of needed game time. And I've, I absolutely loved it, mate. Club, club footy, when you play rugby and it's so serious, there's always pressures on you. When you go to club footy, you actually get a bit of an understanding of why they play. They have the love of the game. You train twice a week, Tuesday, Thursdays. You play at one, you go in the club rooms, you see what it means uh, to wear your club jersey, so oh, really pretty nice. So I never really had an opportunity to go play Heartland, but what a competition! I'm watching, um, currently watching quite a bit of the main freight rugby competition, which is on Sky Sport uh, throughout the week, and getting it uh, goes through all the Heartland rugby competition uh, championship matches. Uh, I watched the other day North Otago versus East Coast. That was down in North Otago, and I actually played with a guy, Peter Murleys. Peter Murleys, he's from uh, Otago, uh, Otago areas. He's her cousins with Jose Gear, and so Peter Merrilee's played for the Highlanders. He played, I think it's uh, three three hundred games for for his club down in, in Otago. He exp- he represented East Coast uh, when they played North Otago down there, and just watching you know the game and, and just seeing what it means, and then you actually see a lot of guys that have played top line rugby. There's a guy in Wanganui, Craig Clear, Craig Clear. He played for Manawa too. Uh, don't think he made Super Rugby, but he had a very successful NPC comp, uh, career. So he's playing, running around for, for Wanganui. But, mate, loving the competition. Looking forward to chatting to um, um, Jason. the coach there. What's Jason, Jason, that's it. Jason Forrest from uh, North Otago, sorry. Jason Forrest. And we've got a text message here as well. I reckon you should get Matty Connors, the assistant manager for West Coast Heartland team. He's good stick. That's from Logan and Christchurch. So that's what we want to do. Throughout the weeks, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the Heartland Championship because it is a big part of our game, and it is a big part of uh, you know representing our smaller provinces around there and just getting a bit of an understanding. So today we got Jason Forrest of of North Otago, but we might go get Jose Gear from East Coast. We might go get 
uh, you know, some from King Country, the West Coast. We'll just keep touching them all. Poverty Bay. Mm. Um, and, and keep tapping into the smaller unions and just getting a bit more of a exposure for them and, and what all the struggles, because the Heartland Championship was cancelled last year, and then this year, it potentially was most likely going to be cancelled. They last minute got some rugby back into the provinces. Um, it's a re- revised format, so top two teams. It's just a sprint. Top two teams play the Meads Cup. Third and fourth play the Lahore Cup. And uh, so you can't take any games easy. And North Otago, one from one at the moment. So it'd be good to chat to him. Yeah, give us a hand. Uh, double eight, double three. Who are the local legends? Like we, we would love to give this as much coverage as possible. But I saw Nasi Manu was running Waterford Mid Canterbury. What are the stories like that? Who are the local heroes that are in and about helping Heartland Rugby this year? Double eight, double three. Give us a text, and over the next kind of month or so, we will endeavour to get around to as many of the teams. I love this idea. Mm. Is he? I'm really keen for this. So we need your help, though. Get involved. Let us know who you want to hear from. We're going to be back with Jason Forrest covering off North Otago, Oamaru. Beautiful part of the world down there. Very flat part of the world down there. We'll get back with Jason on Baz and Izzy for breakfast shortly. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 18 minutes away from uh, 9 o'clock before Ian Smith takes over. But we're heading to the regions, Izzy, because it's Heartland Rugby. Heartland Championship season. Finally, a long-awaited return for this competition, hasn't it been? Yeah, and I'm loving watching it on Main Freight <clears throat> Rugby on Sky TV. The Heartland Championship is for many the pinnacle of community and representative rugby in New Zealand. Real Kiwi legends battling away for the Meads and Lahore Cups each year against other great regions of Aotearoa. Not last year, though. COVID stamped the competition out last year, meaning North Otago had to wait a long time to get on with their defence of Meads Cup. They're underway, and they're one from two this year, though. And Jason Forrest is the coach of the Mighty North Otago team. He joins us now. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Izzy. How are you? I'm going well, mate. How, how you going? How's the team? How's the team tracking? Yeah, uh, yeah it's not. Yeah, no, we're going okay. Uh, um, yeah, so two years is a very long time um, in, between, mm. in between drinks. And uh, within the Heartland unions, yeah, a lot can change within that time. So... Uh, yeah, no, we we're we're going okay. We we sort of slipped up on the weekend, and probably a game we should have won. But um, yeah, we're we're young, we're enthusiastic, uh, but yeah, we're we're just very yeah. young and very inexperienced this year. And you know, um, yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the turnaround we have. And yeah, this year we've only I think we've got one starting player from the 2019 final uh, that's back back playing oh, wow. in this year's team. So. Yeah, that's that's the sort of turnaround we have uh, within within the Hutton and and a lot of the Hutton unions are the same. Hey mate, I want I want to ask you about this break because so you're you're entering this competition, you're thinking okay, smooth sailing, and then the COVID comes out, stamps it out, and then the competition is revised. How was that? How were the players? How the players approach that? And and were you happy with how that you know like with the fitness levels coming out of that lockdown and the combinations and getting those right? Uh, yeah, probably eighty percent of our team. Yes, absolutely happy with how they sort of come out of that. And um, you know, a lot of our guys uh, come from the rural sector, so a lot of farmers, so they're just naturally fit and that sort of thing. So, uh, no, we were yeah, it's it's difficult in regards to you know, the five weeks we didn't play. Uh, we were ready to go. Uh, we'd come off a pretty good preseason, a shield game against Hawks Bay a while back, and you know, so we had yeah. got the squad together pretty early, and you know, so we were looking right and ready to go, and then obviously COVID hit and. Yeah, sort of five or six weeks back on the sideline again. So, um, yeah, when the boys come back, they, yeah, it was just a sort of a refresh and recap. And as I said, probably, probably 80% of the team were there. And, 
some of those guys that weren't quite there are only just sort of starting to get back there now. So that's a challenge. That's that's Heartland Rugby in general. Um, it's a challenge in regards to, you know, these guys nine to five or night shift and that sort of thing, mm. you know. So that's what we deal with and, and that's 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 the fun part of coaching Heartland Rugby at the same time. Mate, one of one of the you know, I've watched the rivalries throughout my younger younger ages, Hawks Bay versus North Otago when they're in that second division comp. Unbelievable matches. I've got very fond memories of those games. But one thing I notice is you have the best supporters. The best supporters. So what does North Otago <laughs> mean to, to North Otago? Oh, a massive amount. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's uh, yeah, our, our supporters, and they, they follow us everywhere. Uh, even yeah. even up at Levin in the weekend, we had some of them there. And, you know, so, yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of our community uh, within, our, within our team and within our support group. Um, you know, you get the bells and, and the horns and all that going. So, yeah, we don't quite get the crowds like we used to back in those days when, you know, those NPC days, um, Division 2 and yeah. that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it's yeah, they're, they're a massive part of us, and that's why we do it, and that's why the players do it. And we make sure they understand, you know, it's playing for the jersey, you're playing for your community, and, and that all Heartland teams will be the same around that. So, you know, they're, they're a massive part of what we are about, that's for sure. Hey, Jason, you said that you've only got one player left from your uh, your 2019 championship team. So does that mean that you don't have any front rowers popping drop goals anymore? <laughs> no, no, we don't have the big Ralphie Dalley popping any drop goals. That, uh, so massive loss. At the start of the year, <laughs> yeah, it is a massive loss, you know. A hundred capper front rower, and they don't come around that, that often these days. So um, Ralphie was around the squad at the start of the year, just sort of mentoring a few of our boys and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so no, so we lost all that experience, all the Lemmy Marsalis and all those guys. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a massive turnaround. And I think this year, our most cap back at the moment is uh, he's coming up with five caps, six caps this weekend when we go up to Mid Canterbury. Wow. So, you know, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's just sort of where we've lost pretty much our whole back line, whole new back line this year. Um, so, you know, that's a challenge, a challenge of the coaching staff. Um, you know, so we're, we're young and experienced. We've got some, got some serious talent, serious X Factor. And, you know, I'll, well, yeah, we're a bit of a work in progress at the moment. Uh, we're not quite where we, where we need to be and want to be, but uh, um, no, we're, we're slowly getting there. Love your honesty. We've got a text here on double eight double three from Jacko. Jack said, uh, Charles Elton is captain of North Otago, absolute local legend, also a spates rep, sums up the man. So how did he come back off that off-season? Did he have a couple of extra kegs on, or was he, was he sucking on those spates <laughs> ultras? No, yeah, no. Charles, Charles is actually no. He's not with us this year. He was with us in 2019. Oh right. Um, and obviously, oh. Yeah, that, and that, that's the pathway we create. You know, so he came and played for us in 2019. Was absolutely outstanding, and then he picked up an Otago contract in 2020. So, True. Um, yeah. So that I mean, that's the pathway we create, and that's what Hartland is about. Um, so now, nah, Charles. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a good mate with Charles, and yeah, no, nah, he's still ticking away down doing his thing down there. And, you know, we'd love to have, have Charles back, but unfortunately, no, not this year at this stage. Hey, mate, I just want to ask you, you touched on it there. How, how important is Heartland for the, for the exposure? We know there's so much talent in the regions, uh, you know, so many talents that probably don't get the exposure as the big teams. How important is Heartland to you and, and to the future of rugby in New Zealand? Absolutely huge, as you like. Yeah, so that's, mm. uh, yeah, you put everything on here, there, there. It's a, it's a pathway... Um, to create for, for those because yeah there is some serious talent as we know right across the board first 15 and you know we um, as, as a stepping stone for any of these young guys and it's just mm. making sure they understand that you know if they don't make academies and if they don't make this and don't make that then we are an option for these guys um, 
and you know, yeah, we're getting more and more exposure around the TV side of things. We need we need more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're getting a bit of exposure around there, and you know, uh, Mighty Cup or well, Bunnings Cup coaches now they they are you know I'm in weekly contact with the dog on that sort of thing. So these guys are watch getting watched week in week out. So it's a stepping stone. It's a pathway, and you know, New Zealand rugby need well, don't need us. They, they, you know, we're we're a treasure. Oh, he gold nuggets sitting there with a lot of a lot of exceptional talent ready to go. So. You know, it's a pathway for not just the players, coaches and, and all that sort of things, you know, at the same time. So, yeah, huge and crucial for New Zealand. Are you, are you happy with the support you've been getting from, from NZR and, and everyone like that? Oh, absolutely, especially this year. Yeah, you know, they, um, mm. we were sort of, um, I won't say we, we as a Howland group, sort of 2020, COVID hit and sort of pulled mm. the pin. Um, but this year, you know, this year we've had full support from New Zealand Rugby. Uh, we've got a full competition, uh, which is outstanding. We've taken out a semi-final, so it's a bit for us yep. uh, this year. Um, so that, but you know, we still get our eight rounds in, and then a, and then a final. So, you know, no full full support from New Zealand Rugby, which is fantastic. And you know, for for small unions like us to get that exposure, you know, the the Otago's, the Auckland's, the counties, and that still aren't playing rugby at the moment. So, for us to actually be up and going and being able to have bubbles, you know, still in bubbles, obviously, but getting some of our supporters and some of our family and friends along to our games is outstanding. Oh, nice, mate. Well, I know you got a tough one this weekend. Uh, Ashburton, Mid-Canterbury, North Otago. Good luck this weekend, Coach. We appreciate your time, and uh, we, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Jason Forrest, North Otago Coach, thanks so much, mate. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, and this text that just came through, just as we let uh, Jason go, does Forry still have time for any golf at the moment? No way. He's too busy leading the charge for North Otago. But thank you for getting in touch. And keep your nominations coming through. Double eight, double three. Who would you like to hear from? We've got a text here. Get Will McKenzie, tr- Tigger, mid-Canterbury halfback on the blower. He's a hell of a hoot and hadn't been in that side for a long time. So we might try track down Will if they get up over North Otago this weekend. Double eight, double three. Who would you like to hear from. Back to sleep on it with Smithy after this. Gee whiz, it's that time already. Smithy's about to take over. So we better sleep on it with him. Thanks to Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows that conform to the exact shape of your body. Izzy, you got the door in? I have. Good morning, Smithy. Good morning, Ian. Oh no, we've lost him. Oh Maybe dear, I can just—I okay. can just see JD's face in the background. He is—it's yeah. the JD show, J- John Day. It's, right. it's, it's okay. <laughs> we've had a great show though. I, I had a question, and I think Smithy covered it in his sermon yesterday. He I did. Asked him, do you think Israel Adesanya and City Kick City Kickboxing are treated fairly and respected by public and media? And I listened to his sermon. I know we would have touched on it throughout his show. I, I kind of got his understanding from. From listening to that, so we'll we'll, we'll touch. We'll, we'll hopefully catch up with Smithy before the end. We've only got two minutes, but that's okay. But it's been a great show. It's been a great show. And and Gig has texted him. Would nice to hear. It would be nice to hear a Heartland segment on SENZ. And uh, you know what, Gig, I, I totally agree. Oh, I love that interview with Jason Forrest of North Otago, and uh, just getting a bit of an understanding and loving that he is loving the support from the New Zealand rugby. And I think they are a big part of why the game is so big at the moment mm-hmm. with um, the talent that's been unearthed. It's like the Pacific Islands. There's, there's players in the back country of New Zealand that have got so much talent and, and their exposure. They're getting on TV, Main Freight Rugby. Um, it's a great show. I, I tell you now to go watch that if you, if you see it on the on the TV channel. Um, and they are a big part. So I'm going to make that happen. We're going to make that happen on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Tomorrow we'll try and get 
uh, the young kid from from the West Coast. And I've got a message here. Craig Kerr played for the Highlands. Yes, I do remember that now. Thank you for that message. Get Will McKenzie. Tigger! Mid-Canterbury halfback on the blower. He's a hell of a hoot. So we might try and chase up Will McKenzie. If you've got his number, why don't you flick it through? We've got Matty Connors, assistant manager for West Coast Heartland Rugby's number. So we'll keep touching on them. We'll go to the East Coast. We'll go to Buller. And we'll go to Thames Valley. We'll go everywhere. We'll go everywhere. We'll go so everywhere. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. But I really appreciate all the messages that have come through. Uh, code cross, hop, uh, cross code hoppers. We've had some great names. Well, I think the number one name that I've seen pretty much all morning was probably Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne mm. and the successful uh, career he's been able to have and achieve. And now he's coaching uh, the Queensland Reds and, uh, you know, got them going pre pretty well for for their Aussie rugby terms. Um, so, yeah, we've had some great names. So thanks for all your feedback throughout the show. It's been awesome. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll be back again tomorrow. We've got Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall coming up after this. We're going to go off, and he's on the golf course this morning. We're going to interview him, a little pre-recorded show with Benji Marshall and uh, get all the insights as he leads up to maybe potentially his last grand final. But anyway, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks to the team, Trudy, Joe, Karen, and Louie. We'll see you again tomorrow. Remember, love is very important. Ha kite ampo.